What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Hammerlock Hangover. Oh, wait, I didn't mock the music. Tequila! Yay! Isn't it tequila? I thought it was tequila. Yeah, I just say everything, something different just to be, you know, new and fresh. Oh, I messed up with that. I should say Hennessy. Yay! Potato booze. What is Hennessy? What kind of liquor is that? I don't know. It's just brown. It's brandy. Oh, it is. I she's a great singer. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not sure if it's cognac or not. Mm-hmm. Yes, cognac yeah. is simply brandy from the cognac region. Oh, see, you're better at this stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing how we opened up the show with this. So that's fantastic. I know brandy. Mm-hmm. What was that song? Because I know it from Gardens of the Galaxy. Brandy, you are fine, girl. What a good wife you would be. Would be. Yeah, my, my love and my lady is the sea. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is what people are tuning in for. When Steve's yes. not around, we will clown. That's just the way it's going to be. I, that was um, so good. Yeah. So so Steve's not around again. I mean, he's <laughs> he's he's like working the Brock Lesnar schedule. I mean, I tell you, I'm so jealous of that schedule. <laughs> Get right, the now, I've been told by Steve that I need to talk less and let you talk more, which is actually something that I recognize as being objectively true. So, Ron, talk. <laughs> uh, so, you know, what's funny. He told me the same thing. I hung out with him on Saturday and he was like, Ron, talk, Ron, talk. And it's funny because I'm really good at talking. Uh, this recording we took so long. Uh, uh you know, I spoke to you earlier. I said, hey, we can start early. Uh, I took off today because I was very, very tired. So now that I didn't want me to take the floor so much, you usually start the show off with, what is your skincare? And I came prepared. I have right here, I have, well, this is audio, so no one can see it. I have acne stress control. It's nice. Neutrogena. This is fantastic. So I, was, I can confirm that both your stress and your acne seems controlled. That, well, no, the stress is very much there it's yeah. very much there i think when we talk about rick flair signing with AEW, uh, i think we'll you, you'll start to see the stress and i also i know these are terrible uh containers but oh again acne stress this is a power clear scrub so it i like to use like you the, are extremely stressed about acne i i i don't want it are you i don't in your want 30s? it huh are you in your 30s i i i believe so i don't even okay. know anymore i just wake up okay just keep well, going that's a good start. Um, yeah. is, is acne really a, a problem for you? No, it's not. You know what it is? I uh, I like to experiment with different women uh, skin care. Matter of fact, I got another one right here. Animals? I have a lot. As a daily scrub, it's, as, it's terrible because it looks like there's nothing in here. But mm-hmm. no, I don't deal with it as much, I, period. It's just I just like to make sure that it don't happen. So when I show up and people say, hey, you ask, am I in my 30s? I was, uh, I had a lovely friend and he said uh aren't you 28 and i said no i'm 35 and that's fantastic it means this stuff is working well speaking of 35 um i turned 55 pretty soon and so that means that i got my you know my you're you're enrolled in aarp thing so just you know buy here you know sign here you'll get you hear 63 percent off of our prices so a three-year membership is 45 dollars you know that's yeah, it's sixty three percent, and they send you like a, um, like a to go cooler. Basically, it's a cooler and knapsack combination. You know, like a rolling cooler, basically. Um, nice. It used to be a trunk organizer, but who or who, who needs their trunk for organization? You, what you need for your trunk is space for your luggage. 
um, so or groceries or whatever. So I, you know, it's the, trunk or, yeah, the trunk organizer was was a disincentive for me, but the you know carry around the drag around cooler, you know, looks sort of like a you know, cam more canvasy or you know or knapsack material than you know lugging a giant igloo, you know, was attractive. Anyway, so I'm really looking forward to getting that. Uh, I can get nice. Viv on there uh, as a spouse, even though she's nowhere near 55. Um, and the other day she got carded uh, when she was trying to buy NyQuil. So I really? guess she was 21 to buy NyQuil, and, and they thought she was under 21. So anyway, so that was, wow. that was funny. But uh, so, we were, yeah, we're, we are both going to enjoy the benefits of the vast amount of discounts that you get just for being old uh, in America. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, Isn't that nice? You get rewarded for that. That's great. Yeah. Now, I know that they have really good deals on things like I don't do, like rent cars and go to hotels and stuff like that. But I might one day. You should. Yeah. should do I that. Should. I think that would be so great. We do the Hammerlock hangover and you're just like in a hotel somewhere. I don't know why there would be a parrot, but there would be a mm -hmm. parrot there. I thought sure. that would be cool. Well, I mean, we if we were Margaritaville, it would make perfect sense. Margaritaville. It's a fun place. I've been there a few times. We got one out here in the city in uh, 42nd Street. Whoa, that's what what seems like Margaritaville more than Manhattan. <laughs> Matter of fact, um, uh, uh, it's right across the street from Midtown Comics. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, so in a couple of weeks, maybe we can do a live joint in-person Hammerlock Hangar, you, you, me, and Steve. That would be so great. That would be fantastic. I'll make sure to have a suit on. Okay. Um, all right. As long as you have proper suit care as well. So I think so. So, all right. So, folks, on a serious note, uh, not that this whole show isn't serious, I do mm -hmm. want you to pencil in to definitely be on the lookout on or about November 30th for the Hammerlock Hangover that comes out on or after November 30th. Not that I don't want you to listen to all of them, but as of now, I have tentatively scheduled a guest who is going to be Hammerlock Hangover exclusive, and I really can't say anything more than that, and I really don't want to, and I don't want to jinx it, but it will be, if it turns out, it will be rock solid inside news that no one else has, and that will resolve a lot of arguments. Um, you know, and 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 start entirely different lines of communication. So anyway, so check that out. And I don't know, maybe you and or Steve can think about a way to maybe, you know, once we confirm the guest, maybe see if we can stream that show live as well. Oh, that'd be great. We did it once before when I was on the PwC, but we did it through their stuff. But uh, maybe, maybe uh, between you and Steve, you could put it on, on popular review or something. I don't know. Um, anyway. Yes. So speaking of big announcements, there was a huge announcement, an important announcement. Again, the, we start arguing about parsing the words, what's huge, what's important, what's major. Uh, you know, important should have tempered expectations. But another announcement from Tony Khan, uh, apparently <laughs> he spotted another wolf in the village or in the outskirts of the village. And his huge announcement was that in one month, there's going to pre be a pre-sale available for all-in tickets in Wembley. That's August 25th. So in one month, you can pre-buy tickets or pre-order. You can pre-register to buy tickets for a show that's in 10 months in another country, and it makes a great Christmas gift. So, Ron, 
Are you going to pre-order no. tickets for, no. for people so they can fly to England, no. stay over in England for two or three nights, presumably, and fly back to see a wrestling show? Oh, no. No, I'm not. No. I, I'm just wondering because, it, you know, to me, it didn't seem like a very big announcement. It seems like it was the world. It, 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 this was one of those things where it should have been an email. That's what the cool kids say, right? So I heard, okay, boom, let me paint a picture. I, I taught Picasso, right? Um, I hear that um, this, this he, <clears throat> I'm sorry, huge announcement. I immediately bust out laughing because he does this every two, three weeks. Like there's an announcement, there's an announcement, there's an announcement. And then you hear this announcement on AEW last night. And I said, dog, like, God, this was not something that had to be on TV. It, I remember some time ago that he said he wasn't going to be on air or not on air as much. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Tony Khan, and I didn't ask for this at all. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there's some AEW fateful's that are just going, they're just saying like, oh, this this was groundbreaking. This is this is what I'm talking about. No, it it, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. I know people on TV. Like they, you you can see like their cornea and their iris. With him, it's just like all cornea, all cornea. It's just, <laughs> just, it's just like it. you're just looking into the black vat of a shark's eye. It's like a, a dead emotional <laughs> with those weird awkward smiles. And like now he seems to be working on a side part with his weird ass hair. And poor Nigel <laughs> has to pretend that this is a hype thing. Oh, I'm glad that you said that because I was saying before I said uh, Nigel. And I was so irritated with this, I couldn't even say uh, Nigel's name. But Nigel, he there was some joke that uh, that he made. Now I like dad humor. I, I laugh at dad jokes, right? I'm, I I just love corny humor. He said something that was just. Oh, I was offended. I was like, "What? What? That's not. That's not funny. That's not humor. That's not comedy." And then you see Nigel go like, <laughs> "I I." I cringed yeah. at this. The whole makes a great Christmas gift. Oh, didn't he say something? But my family, in my family's house, the yes. trees have been up since since July. What the hell are you talking about? What What are you saying? <laughs> I mean, I, I wish that the camera zoomed in and Nigel's face even more, just so you could see that awkward, like <laughs> you know, because it was like an awkward. It was like it's like at my job, I laugh at my supervisor's joke so I don't get fired. Right. I but I don't think that's called a Christmas tree. I just think that's called landscaping. <laughs> this landscaping. I don't know. So on on the heels of that not so big announcement, the next day, you know, last week we saw Sting's gift was Ric Flair, who by the way wasn't on Rampage, Collision, or Dynamite. Uh, so you know, and Sting was on at least Dynamite. I can't speak to the rest. I can't. I don't remember if he was on the other shows. I think he was. I don't think so. Some segment, but anyway, no Ric Flair. So Ric Flair, who was with him for the ride the whole way, one week later isn't, uh, and maybe that's because they didn't sign the deal until. Today being Thursday, Today. the second, or maybe yesterday, the first. Anyway, they they announced that they signed Ric Flair, woo, to a multi-year deal. It, it comes out a little bit later that it's a two-year deal, so everyone's going multi-year deal. LOL, LOL. It's a two-year deal. Let's not get crazy with ourselves, but still, for a company that positioned itself to be progressive and woke, and you know. And had declined to visit the Ric Flair situation before, especially after Dark Side of the Ring. They certainly are going back on their scruples and morals and and signing. And one last thing before I turn it over to you is that sure. apparently his his energy drink is is going to you know be endorsed. In other words, his his whatever he's getting paid is partially offset by his energy drink 
sponsoring AEW. Fine. Hold on, wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. Time out. I, I don't mean to interrupt here, but Ric Flair has an energy drink? Apparently so. I guess it's like, you know how Logan Paul has Prime? <laughs> I, and I mean, what's this called? After Prime? Uh, yeah, yeah, really. Beyond Prime. I, uh, I don't know. Past your Prime. <laughs> early Bird Special. AARP. <laughs> the Early Bird Special. I love that one. It's not Blue Chew. It's Blue Sip. I, I, I don't know. What Already chewed. And Sure Energy. Yeah. No need to chew. Denture <laughs> yeah, no, Safe. I, I, I don't know. We could do this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that, that the signing is partially offset by endorsement. Just doesn't make it a good PR move. It doesn't change the hypocrisy of we are right. the world progressive company. We are going to focus around young talent. Uh, we would never tolerate Hulk Hogan or Vince McMahon stuff here. And I mean, the only difference with what Vince allegedly did and Rick allegedly did is that Vince was in a position of power with regards to hiring and firing, which is not not significant. It's significant. Flair still did it, and you know you might argue that when you have a stewardess or a flight attendant, as we use the term these days, trapped in an airplane on at least one occasion, that might even be worse. You know that that that's worse on a level of criminality than 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 maybe morality. The act is the same, but where? I mean, it's there's a reason why you know horror movies in space and on, on a deserted island and in the ocean are more terrifying because it's nowhere to run. (laughs) You know, you're isolated. Um, The thing, you know, isolation horror, I think they call it. Um, Anyway, I I don't want to compare which is worse and which is not. The whole point is they weren't supposed to be comparing which is worse and which is not. They were just supposed to be staying away from it altogether. And and here they are. They're having some bumps in the road, according to some people. According to me, it's been basically a steady trend down into the right, almost from, you know, almost from inception, except for a, a punk bump. Uh, but besides that, it's been mostly down and to the right, a few plateaus. And, you know, they're in trouble. Sign Ric Flair. Who's next? Hulk Hogan? It's looking that way, right? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned that stuff because it, it, it's hard, there's so much so much happens in wrestling where you forget, like, certain things and news from prior and all that stuff, right? And I'm glad that you mentioned the stuff from the dark side of the ring. I, that was from the plane ride from hell, right? And that was, I believe, last year or something like that. And I do, as you said, that kind of just jogged my memory. I remember them kind of just distancing themselves from Ric Flair because I think they wanted to bring him in and pair him with his son-in-law, right, Andrade. Mm-hmm. They don't do that. Now they bring him in. Now they're signing the contract. And when I heard about the contract, I didn't read all the details. I immediately just said, yeah, sure. What? <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I, I, I laughed. I said, oh, wow, they're bringing in. 70-year-old Ric Flair, and people are already saying he's going to turn on Sting. And, you know, I don't want to see this at that at this point. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. Because my question is, what are we doing with him? He shouldn't be in the ring. Shouldn't do anything physical. Uh, uh, I'm not familiar with a, a – what do you got? A, a, a pacemaker in his heart or something like that? He's um, a pacemaker. Whether he still has that bag that, that, mm-hmm. that takes his waist out. I mean, I don't know if he had a colostomy bag or something similar to it. I don't know if he still has that or not. But yeah, he's got a he's got a pacemaker at least. Yeah, and yeah he's not well, and he's seventy four, and you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a miracle the man is still alive. I mean, I agree. Listen, I don't really want to see anyone die in the ring. I just view it as being inevitable when you watch professional wrestling. I view sure. it especially inevitable on national TV with with 
uh, AEW and, and sort of the way that hands are off, how they work. And we'll get to John Moxley and some of his absurd comments a little bit later. And we'll get to Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson and his latest injury and the, the in relationship to his prior injury and injuries and things nobody is talking about or very few are talking about. Mm-hmm. But we might really, I mean, I don't want to see Rick, you know, listen, I don't want to see Ric Flair die in the ring. I, I, yeah, I mean, no. I'm pretty sure no. Ric Flair would like to go out that way. I, you know, I think I'm pretty sure he would like to go out that way, but I think he thinks at this point he's immortal. By the way, he's not the only Flair to sign a contract. Charlotte Flair signed a five-year extension with WWE, so we can, mm-hmm. you know, we can not. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm sorry. My brain is hilarious. So when you said she signed a, a contract, too, I was going to say, wait, what? <laughs> but yeah, then I said, oh, WWE. Yeah, extension but me, WWE. Yeah. I did want to ask you real quick, um, and I'm pretty sure you talked about it on the show uh, many moons ago, but did you see that Ric Flair match, uh, that last the supposed last match? What was that, last year? Did you see that? Uh, I never watched the whole thing. I saw some sure. of the clips that were floating around. It looks at them, you know, and then I saw his clip saying that at some point he fell asleep during the match or passed out. I don't know. It 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 looks sad, but yeah. listen, that, that was supposed to be sad. And listen, he 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 might not be wrestling. It's just it's Rick mm-hmm. Flair, and he's been talking and talking all day long. So at first he's talking, he wants to get into a promo battle with MJF. Listen, 20 years ago, Rick Flair could get into a promo battle with MJF. Sure. Right now, I mean, I, I I hate to do this because I'm totally against one guy and trying to support the other, the struggling. But this would be like a promo battle between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Donald Trump will, will, will destroy him in a promo battle, and, and Joe Biden, whatever he says, you can barely hear it because he he slurs his words and he doesn't enunciate very well, and he's he's not quick with his words. I'm not saying yeah. he's not a, a steady hand. I'm not saying that Obama is the shadow president or anything like that. I know those things are out there. I'm just saying the man is not a great orator. Uh, and Donald Trump, despite the way he speaks weirdly, that's the way he's always spoke, but he doesn't speak like he's tired or old. He speaks like, you know, he cut a good promo. And and MJF cuts that's a true. good promo. Ric Flair used to cut good promos. Now he slurs. You can't really understand what he says. He can't really hold his thoughts. He, he sort of gets lost in his own promos. And when he gets lost in his own promos... Well, what do we all do in world? We 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 go to the things that used to work. Well, things that worked for him 25 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, uh, coming on 50 years ago. It's about 50 years since that plane went down, right? Um, yeah. You know these those those things are no bueno in 2023. Yeah. yeah. So right. I, I don't know, but anyway, he was talking about cutting a promo, and then later on, as he went on through the day, whoever he was talking to. He went on saying, I, I, and I could do a match. I, I'm sure that they won't oh, let me, but I can do a match. And then he went on to say that he's cleared. By who? He's, he's cleared. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to use the internet's uh, comeback on me, how they insult me. Not the touch grass one, but the mm-hmm. source. Trust me, bro. He's been cleared. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah. Trust me. I know I know that he's cleared. I know. Wow. I mean, if any of these clowns understood how journalism works, first of all, I'm not a journalist, but I do know journalism. That if a source says you cannot use my name, you can't use your name. Journalists go yeah. to jail over this because they, 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 oh. that, that's part of journalism integrity. But the, but there's no 
there's no privilege for that in in law at least in most states and journalists go to jail like you know they go to jail usually for 30 days and then the point is made and that's that but they do they go to prison for not revealing a source when the court orders them to because you're not supposed to reveal a court wow. i'm not trying to say me protecting a source is is the equivalent you know but right. it, it, but that that is a standard in journalism to not reveal your sources unless they say yes you can use my name and put me on the record anyway enough about that um so in other exciting new news uh, in some of the, you know, we know that, that Ric Flair is a re recent acquisition. We know Adam Totally Not Edge Copeland is a recent acquisition. Um, mm -hmm. the, we've seen Rob Van Dam a few times on AEW television. Not a long-term contract per appearance, but, you know, yeah. uh, on TV. You know, Jeff Jarrett just celebrated his one-year anniversary under contract with AEW. And not a new acquisition, but coming back to the ring and looking like he moves about as badly as Mick Foley. Paul White, no yeah. BS, definitely not the big show. No he BS, yeah. is going to be wrestling with Chris Jericho, who's like, what, 54 or 52? Kota Ibushi, who, let, let's be honest, is not the Kota Ibushi anybody was Of expecting. old. No, he's not. Yeah. And Kenny Omega. So I feel bad for Omega, who's going to have to carry the team. I also feel bad for the other team, who's going to have to carry the, these guys as well. And the other team, as I understand, is, is the Don Callis family, which mm -hmm. I think is Will Hobbs. I think is Takeshita. It looks like it's Kyle Fletcher. It was Sammy Guevara, but he's been out with a concussion. I don't know that he'll be cleared within the next two weeks. I guess the plan B is maybe Will Ospreay, but I'm not sure about that. He's been working with Impact. Um, yeah. So I don't even know who the fourth person is even though everyone's pretending to know who the fourth person is so i guess we'll just guess sammy Guevara. but they're going to be have to ca be carrying these guys but let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves on full gear what are sure. your thoughts on paul white coming back <laughs> to active competition in a, in what i guess is a pay-per-view match or or at least it a, is uh, or or is it full well, gear is it a major or is it a, is it like a main event for dynamite I'm not i kidding. believe it's going to be on dynamite i mean i'm sorry not dynamite full gear because i the thing with full the thing with aw pay-per-views everybody's going to be on the show um so i do see that being on full gear my thoughts on paul white being on this so a lot of people was pointing this out uh i didn't see it uh uh I didn't see it live, right? Um, see, meaning live, meaning I didn't peep this. But a lot of people were talking about how he walks. He moves a little bit slower. I didn't pay any attention to it. And some people were saying that he walks worse than Gray Khali. Now, I didn't grab that right away because he didn't do a lot of movement. He didn't really do much. So mm -hmm. I didn't pick that up. So when you say that, it makes me go, um, and you talked about Kenny Carrion because he's the most, uh, one, he's, I'm trying to who who's this team again? He said Jericho, Big Show, and oh Bushi. Yeah, I think Kenny's the youngest on this team, right? Maybe I don't know, but he's the more he's more fluid in, on on that on that team. He's he's yeah. he's going to think him and Bushi are the same age, but right? Know, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. But Kenny's the only one that can really work. I mean, listen, mm -hmm. Jer it's not like Jericho is a constant disaster. I mean, he no. he's had some good matches. He's risen to some occasions, but more often than not, he he shows his age now. Does that mean that he works better than most of the people who are under 40? Uh, you know, I don't know, mm -hmm. between 40 and 50? Probably. Does he work better than most of the people under 30? I guess it depends on which. Who are you talking who, about, honestly? Yeah, yeah. Who you counting your most. But yeah. yeah. But he, I mean, his his good matches are, you know, getting fewer. Yeah. Jericho is not the same from 
uh, what was this, 2023, 20 years ago, you know, you're talking about him and Michaels in uh, WrestleMania 19 or, um, I mean, pick pick your, your match. I mean, I, I was a Jericho guy growing up. Uh, but, yeah, no, he's not the same Jericho of old. But I agree with what you said. I don't think he's an embarrassment is what you're trying to say. He's not a he's not out there and you're sitting there going, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, he could wear a shirt, though, these days. I mean, maybe he should. Maybe he should wrestle. Maybe it's time to wrestle in a shirt. I think he's in way better shape than he was in 2019 because he did look a little puffy, but now he he looks more cut. But yeah, I think that just his body is just showing that it, he he's uh, he's an older man. Well, there um, was a point where he had gotten fat, and everyone called him fat. And then, like within like six weeks, he had abs. It was like I don't know what what steroids or what diet he went on or whatever to get that way, and he's maintained that. But yeah, I'd say over the last six months. He's mm-hmm. gotten a lot, like he's lost a lot of the upper body muscle. He still has the atlas. He's in much better shape than I'm in. He's in much better shape than I've probably been in, you know, for 30 years. I mean, actually, six years ago, I, I was bigger than he was. I mean, I was I was bigger up top, but I, I never had abs. Never. I don't think I ever had abs in my life, ever. Um, so I'm not, I think I'm you not, did. I, I think you're just being very humble, and I and I appreciate you being humble, but I believe you, they used to call you Jeff Absman. <laughs> yes, it might be that. Um so I'm not trying to body shame him by any sure. – for, for a 52-year-old man, he's in, he's in great shape, and I'm sure he's a tough guy. He just uh, – you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just realities of being 52. I, I mean, it, it, it just – Right, and, and, and I get that. I mean, I, and I agree with everything that you said about him just being in great shape, especially for an older man. Um, uh, but Paul White, uh, well, I, I don't so, know. I noticed. I, I paid a lot of attention. I want to tell you why, because – I try to compare the way all wrestlers walk to my uncle. Now, my uncle is around 80 years old and has had both of his knees and I think both of his hips replaced. He moves better than Mick Foley. He moves about the same as Matt Hardy. He moves better than Paul White. But I I, I, I can I always see that gate because I get like a deja vu, except I know what it is. I know what the, it's watching my uncle walk. Uh, right you know, except 30 years younger. He, he walked like it, it, it was, it was difficult to, to watch him walk. And when he pivoted to punch Kyle Fletcher in the yeah. head, that, that, that was, that was tough to watch. I don't want to, I feel sad. It's like, I know people hate the big show or hated Paul. I never did. I like giants. Um, I mean, I never thought he was a great wrestler, but I mean, aside from the fact that they had him turn heel and face constantly, which was, you know, yeah. not his fault. That was, that was absurd. Yeah, doing his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this, this is, this is just sad, and I. And it, it's hard to see that, I, you know. It, and it's hard to see that. I remember once upon a time, um, when I was in high school and my friends, and we were talking about, hey, what would happen if, you know, these wrestlers that we grew up watching when they're gonna get old or stop wrestling or whatever, and I just couldn't see it. And then when you see these guys, and like how you mentioned the Hardy Boys, I used to love the Hardy Boys, uh, my favorite tag team, uh, but they can't do the same things that they do, and sometimes it's very painful i i um and i don't mean to get away from uh paul white but when you mention like these wrestlers who were younger and able to do all these things and then when you see them try to bring out their greatest hits and it's just not the same you know um but am i looking forward to him in the ring i, I was never big on uh big show um he, oh, oh i'm sorry paul white uh but I, i'm pretty sure they're just gonna have him I, you know you know what it kind of remind me of or i get the feel of so I didn't get an opportunity to watch Andre the Giant live uh, as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. But from some of the stuff I saw in the late 80s and 90s, like he'll be on the apron. He did his 
giant stuff and then they would tag him out and th- that's what i feel like they're gonna do with paul white like he'll do his you know like the you know the big guy moves and stuff like that and you know everyone was kind of pop for it because it's like oh look it's you know the greatest hits right and and you have to feel that they brought kyle fletcher into this family for the sole purpose of eating the pin so yeah. you know what what what's the excitement i i don't really want to spend too much time on paul white because really sure. what is what is to say it's just like a series of sort of bad and weird announcements and and like the last announcement it this seems like it's ancient history already but it was only about two weeks ago that they announced that they have yet another pay-per-view not full gear which is later this month but world's end which is december 30th new year's eve weekend in long island i assume at the nassau coliseum or whatever bank it's named after now or or whatever company it's named after now but it was nassau coliseum down you know not not too terribly far from your part of the world very close to where i grew up and a pay-per-view December 30th uh, for World's End. And, and they, you know, at the same time, you know, announced all in. I, it, you know, it's, it, it's hard to hype up anything when they're trying to hype up everything at the same time. They're trying to hype up Collision as important. They're trying to hype up Rampage as important. Dynamite is important. Next week's Dynamite. Then Full Gear. Then All In. Then World's End. Then this and that. that, that, that. So how, how do you keep up with all this stuff? <laughs> and at some point, there's going to be a Ring of Honor paper. Isn't like Final Battle at some point as well? Is there I mean, anything with Ring of Honor? Damned if I know. I, I thought that's what the big announcement was going to be. That the Ring of Honor Final Battle was going to be at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And then oh, someone would have been cool. know they're in Texas. Um, so I thought, okay, well, maybe he's going to announce Mariah May. That's that's not a that's not a major announcement, but it's a, a new signing. I mean, Mercedes Monet would I consider that a huge announcement? No, but that if that was an announcement, I would that I would I would not be giving him you, shit. But that. wait, I, I do want to dig a little bit on that. Why wouldn't you, you don't think that would have been a big? I think that would have been a big announcement. But why do you don't think so much uh, Mercedes Monet not being a big signing or a big uh, news? I mean, it's just that we've seen so many big signings before. Nothing changes in the women's division. It's two matches a week. So, you know, how, how big a deal is it going to be? I mean, I guess it just means that we're going to see less of, you know, Soraya or Ruby Riot or, or mm-hmm. whoever. And, you know, uh, you know, Willow, Chris Statlander, who, whoever it is. I mean, you know, they, they, they just don't make a lot of room for women's wrestling. And you, you'd think you would at least do some women's all women shows and put it on honor club, you know, just you know, paying the people. If I can say real quick, cause you mentioning the stuff about women's wrestling. So a lot of people thought the big announcement was going to be, um, uh, uh, all women show because there was something on Twitter and, Oh, you know what I'm talking about here? Okay. Twitter, I, Instagram. And they I had that. Thing. About that. Huh? I always laugh about the, the all women show. I mean, WWE tried it with evolution. Then NWA tried it with empower. Wow seems to be doing pretty well in syndication, but that's a very different animal. Anyway, go ahead. Right. But I was just going to say that uh, a lot of people thought that just because of that video. I think it was a uh, 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 everyone's going to attack me. It's Dojo Dojo Cat. I always say Dojo, and I'm being corrected. Uh, like my pronunciation is awful. I don't know what they're talking about, Jeff. But Dojo Cat and you uh, it's Felix the Cat. I wouldn't know. <laughs> This guy gets my humor because I, 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 Felix the cat. Yeah. You know what I learned? I'm sorry. I don't mean to change it, but I think he came a little bit before Mickey. I think he was 1931 and Mickey was 1933. I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. But, um, but, uh, um, I'm a cartoon, uh, historian. But, uh, 
But uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 that would have probably been a bigger announcement than what he did. Matter of fact, I said that I rather you said Mariah May. Um, mm. I would have rather him just mention Mariah Carey. They got her off some ice and said the holiday season is here, and then she showed up for AEW. I would have, I would prefer Mariah Carey just being melted out of ice. You know, it would be a, an actual huge announcement if he announced that he paid Mariah Carey to not sing a Christmas song until after Thanksgiving. <laughs> that, would, that would be a, a huge announcement. Um, yeah. There was something funny about the Doja Cat thing. People are like, Doja Cat and AEW collaborating is awesome. It's like, people, Doja Cat and AEW are not collaborating. Bad Bunny and WWE are collaborating. Even that, mm -hmm. it's just about an exchange of money. But all they did was license the rights to show her video and, and air her song and do have the women. Yeah. It. I mean, there's no collaboration. They paid her camp or her agents or her agency, whatever the ask was for that. And they did it and they got zero out of it. Um, it's not a, mm -hmm. it's not like Doja Cat has a relationship with AW. I don't know anything about Doja. I don't know if Doja Cat is a he, I don't know if Doja Cat's a she, I'm assuming it's a she from the women's it wrestling. Is. I, I don't know anything that she stands for any or, or doesn't stand for. I don't know if she likes wrestling. I mean, you know, I know who Cardi B is. And I know she likes wrestling. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's not that's not a collaboration, people. All right. So uh, sort of enough about sort of these kinds of things. I There's a whole bunch of things with AW that I, I want to talk about. And then we'll get into sure. Halloween Havoc 2 and uh, Night 2 and, and we'll do Crown Jewel. Ooh. I, I do want to talk about our friend John Moxley. Because John Moxley has wrestled once and has been in unilateral action, meaning he's the he's the giver of offense, not the taker of offense, like once since his concussion. And you know me, I'm a bit of a you know a skeptic cynic when it comes to AW, and I think that they're always hiding injuries. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that maybe they brought Moxley back too quickly for that one match, and so now they're sort of letting him rest until full gear and only making you think that he's fully clear by having him like attack people and do angry promos, but you know, but he's no one's gonna touch him for three weeks. Um, but he came out and he said that AW should have a concussion protocol. Um, well, great. I mean, you know, uh, you know, he's the guy who says I do what I want when I want, and that's why I'm here. But anyway, he's you know better late than never, John. So this was his idea. His idea was that there would be um, a doctor at ringside, which they already have, I guess, a separate doctor other than Samson, um, and they'd have a, a wrestler who didn't know what the storyline was. So they wouldn't know if an injury was supposed to be a worker or a shoot, but because they're a professional wrestler, they would know what looks right or looks wrong, or, or they would know the cue from the referee, whether it's a real injury or something to be concerned about. Though with Rick Knox's you know, uh, record, I, I'm not sure how viable that is. But like people basically laughed at that. They said, oh, you mean mm -hmm. a concussion protocol um, or, you know, or an injury protocol? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good idea. I don't know if his idea is as absurd as people are trying to make it. It it, it might be perfectly. I mean, why not a wrestler that knows what the storyline to know if it's supposed to be a shoot injury so that the wrestler, that if they act really well and really convincingly, that they know that they're the wrestler's supposed to be doing that. I I, I don't you know I, I would still think that as a trained eye they they would they could tell if they whether they were acting or not or if there was some you know I don't know like a 
whatever the safe word equivalent is that you know besides an X signal that, that to tell someone that they're not okay. But what I, I didn't think the idea was so terrible. It, it look, doesn't seem like it's going to be implemented. It, it seems like the internet went silent on that real quickly because there's always something new every day. But did you hear about this? And what are your thoughts on it? I did hear about this, and um, I, I think I'm not the right person to ask about this. So we're gonna ask Steve. Steve, what do you think about this? Oh, John Moxley, he don't know nothing. What are you talking about, John Moxley? What are we talking about, Jeff? John Moxley? Did how John did Renee even go with him? That fucking asshole's not paying his child support. That be, that beats in Nicaragua. He probably wants it's, Nicaragua yeah. doctors as a, a witch doctor. <laughs> Vince is great. I love Vince. <laughs> I had to get that out there. Thank you for joining me on that bit. Fantastic. I I, I I, think the stuff, I think the people were crapping on what he said because it's John Moxley. You know, the guy who's in the ring, he bleeds. I don't, I mean, I only know that match of, that's the only match I know that he had a concussion and um, talking about the match he had with, um, uh, was it Phoenix? What, all them weeks ago and he was concussed. Now, the only thing I do disagree on is I think the wrestler, if you do have a wrestler, I think, so having a doctor out there is smart. Having a wrestler out there because they understand what's going out there in the ring that that is better than, they understand the ring better than we would, right? So you have a wrestler out there, that's cool, but I think you, the wrestler should know uh, the storyline so he could pick up because I, I, I like the idea of, uh, um, you know, surprises and, you know, because they do that with the ref, right? They tell, they don't, I don't know if AEW does this. I know WWE does it where they don't tell the ref to finish and they just have to count like it's a shoot. But I think if you're going to have a wrestler out there, they should know. So I, I don't think he's off by that. I I just think people laugh because it's John Moxley that says it. And yeah. I think he said something. And I think also, too, this experience that he had in the ring when he got concussed, and they, they, what they did on Audible, and they switched the match around. So they, because he was supposed to go over, right? He was supposed to be Felix. Uh, I almost yeah, said he, Felix. He's Phoenix. supposed to still be the champion. And, and he, yeah. once he's healthy again, he will be again. I mean, that's why I think they're delaying this until A, they can get to a pay per view, but B, he's actually cleared to wrestle. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think people are mocking it just because it's Moxley. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it's the greatest idea in the world, but I don't think it's so terrible. I mean, first of all, I think there's legs to it, though. Honestly, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I believe there's legs to it. So I agree. It's not awful, but I think there's something you could build off of because I'm all for the safety of the wrestlers in the ring. Mm -hmm. And I believe that he's the same way. And I still go by when he got concussed. I'm pretty sure he said, oh, we got to make some changes here because there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, this ain't the first time I've seen a lot of stuff. And it's not just based on AEW, but since the conversation with AEW, there's always been something where someone landed on their head or they did some silly bump that just. Uh, it, sometimes I cringe because I just go like, dude, you really didn't have to do that. I would have popped from the simplest thing. You didn't have to go kill yourself. So I believe that he's for, hey, let's do, you mentioned earlier, right? Um, a, a lot of these wrestlers who are not, you mentioned Mick Foley. I think Mick Foley is a, 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 a sweet dude from everything I've seen on the internet, right? But look how he walks. He's He's banged up. And I always sit here and say that I'm for the wrestlers that when they do 10, 15, however long they do this, that after they can go home, they can go to their family and they can still uh, live a, um, a um, decent life is what I'm trying right. to get at. Yeah, I think that when John Moxley recently got his bell rung, he finally realized that the bell might toll for him. And, mm -hmm. and this has been a wake-up call for him. And that's as far as I'm going to take this little bell and noise uh, metaphor. 
But sure. Uh, and, you know, you they use wrestlers as security. I mean, they're usually local indie wrestlers um, right. or, you know, very young wrestlers. But they don't have to be. They use, like, for instance, when, you know, when OVW, the Netflix series, got, got popular with the wrestlers. I mean, they, they, they brought that guy cash flow in. He's, you know, he's got to be close to my age. Um, but they have. Bring, about, right? Yeah. But like wow. within the last few weeks, I've seen in the ring, Rhett Titus and Tracy Williams. Rhett Titus has been wrestling like 18 years. Um, you know, Tracy Williams, while I don't think he's a particularly interesting wrestler, people say he's a great technical, technical wrestler, whatever. The point mm -hmm. is, is that. I don't think anybody in the audience knew who Tracy Williams was. Probably more knew who Reptitus was. But if you saw him in security, you know, or, or you know, whatever, the, I don't think you would necessarily know who he is. And him standing next to the doctor to be that, you know, extra security guy, I don't think it would bring a whole lot of attention. You know, they right. have, the, they have the, the, the two or three real security guys. I mean, you, we see him, the, the, the white guy with the, with the Billy Graham mustache and the tattoos. You know, he's... he's he looks like he's old, but you don't want to fuck with him. And then there's right. the shorter, stocky African American guy who who sort of has a similar look, but you know, not he's not as tattooy, and, and he's I don't think he's bald either. But um, you know, you you know, those are the two real security guys. And every now and then, the local facility, like you know, mm -hmm. when when they follow Moxley or whoever out of the ring, yeah, the, the fake security. So they can have one of one of these guys be fake security. And you know maybe be real uh, an extra real security arm when somebody goes through the crowd because the wrestlers know how to ha handle the crowds as well. Um, anyway, so I didn't think it was absurd, but like you said, it it's it. I think it's an, it's okay for a discussion and yeah, no public discussion. If there's just internal discussion, I think that's good. But that brings me to his Blackpool Combat Club stablemate because uh, plans keep having to be changed because they keep having injuries to major people. See Adam Cole for reference, um, but Brian Danielson, who okay. had several concussions, was warned never to wrestle again. Came back, got himself cleared. Um, Vince wouldn't let him wrestle. Um, AW did. People said AW's great. Brian was happy. Bree seemed to be happy. Some people were worried. He got himself concussed at least twice since then, once severely. Then he wrestles Okada, dream match, breaks his arm, getting surgery. He's, he should be out for six to nine months. He, he's back about two two months later, which is probably too soon. Um, and then he's then he gets a black eye in a match, which they seem to be blaming the broken orbital bone on that. But we yeah. know we got it. We got it during the the, the recent match with Okada and Orange Cassidy because um, we saw it. Um, Otherwise, they let him go in that match with a broken orbital bone and try to sell it, which is absurd. So, you know, I, I'm concerned, just like Moxley, that they let him sort of be his own clearance and had him come back too early. But a broken orbital bone, I mean, your orbital bone is part of your skull. And your skull, to my knowledge, I'm not a doctor, but it's one con continuous bone. I mean, I think the only parts that, you know, in your ear, you have some little bones and and your your mandible, your lower part of your jaw is connected by tissue. But aside from your teeth that grow in and out, the rest of it is basically one bone. And then it, it's attached to your spine. Um, oh. Point is, is that when you break your eye socket, when you break your orbital bone, that's what that's what it is, your eye socket, you're breaking your skull. Now, I'm not saying 
that every injury to a skull is a concussion. I'm just saying that it's extremely possible if there was a force strong enough to break one's orbital bone that it might also cause a concussion, maybe even likely so, maybe likely so with someone who has had many, many concussions in the past. And nobody is talking about the concussion. They're talking about him coming back. First, they were talking about he's done for the rest of this year. Now they're talking about he won't be back till late this year. Well, late this year is, I mean, anything after December 15th is late this year, right? I mean, it's November 2nd right now. I mean, are they repeating history? Am I being overly cautious? Should more people be asking about uh, if he had a concussion as well? And if they're rushing people back from injuries, I mean, Brian was supposed to take over Punk's role as the star of Collision and the Booker. He can still right. Booker without being the star. So what are your thoughts? I thought the whole injury thing was a storyline, so I was surprised to hear all these layers into it. So when you're saying, like, he had an orbital injury, uh, um, now you're saying possibly a concussion and we don't know about it. Um, that comes from the side. Well, one of the things, one thing is... Uh, Maybe him and uh, Okada shouldn't be in a ring together. Uh, that's one. <laughs> because didn't his arm break in that match? <laughs> yeah, they should probably stay far away from each other. Because every time these two get in the ring, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a Looney Tune thing, but I just can't think of anything. I, I, I'm just going to say uh, something with explosions. Okay. And it's not I don't need to interrupt on something that's completely unrelated. But sure. I'm not, right now watching a tourism commercial for Angola. Oh. I don't okay. think there's any commercial they could possibly air that's going to get me to go to Angola. <laughs> that was a great. Uh, <laughs> that mean, was fantastic. If you're Angola, why are you investing in U.S. television for for uh, like? Mm. I mean, there's like we're on the cusp of world wars. Central mm. Africa is not known to be a particularly stable place. Right in Angola. Angola. I, the only thing I know about Angola is that the Russians sent Cuban troops there in the 70s and 80s. Jesus. Uh, anyway, Angola, if you want Ron and I to come, we both we need our first class travel paid for both ways on the flights. We need yeah. our room aboard paid for as well. And I just want tacos. Yeah, and Ron wants tacos, and I would like a, a, a safari hat and shirt, so I can <laughs> so I can look like a stereotypical doofy white guy. Um, <laughs> I love it. What the? What is it? It's not even brand. It's a brown. It's like a tan. It's like that, and then it has like yeah. the the, the outfit is up, like one part yeah. of the is up permanently, <laughs> and like I have like little like like shoulder things where I can put a beret under it or something. <laughs> Like I, you know, I credit I, I credit cartoons so much because when as soon as you said that hat, I was like, oh, I know that look because I watched a bunch of cartoons. Right. I think we should get matching ones. But but I have my flap on my head on the right side, you on the left. So when we stand together, our flaps, we can put our heads. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. No, that would be that would be a picture. I, yeah. I I'm for it. So Angola, like we will find in the background. Yeah, we will be your spokespeople. But Angola, it's going to take more than a commercial. Yeah, we need anyway, more. Anyway, Angola, you're welcome for this additional commercial we just did free of charge. We, I know, right? We we, we, uh, we plug them, and hopefully they uh, plug us some money um, mm -hmm. for this uh, ad ad st uh, stay. But uh, uh, talking about uh, Brian Danielson, um, I mean, yeah, I agree with what you said that he could still write. I think it hurts them that he won't be on Collision because I think I feel so. I don't watch Collision all the time. I watch it enough so I know what's going on. I know it's the Bullet Club Gold Show and. Um, every now and then, if you uh, uh, watch it, you'll see Mero, and I think he beats people up in front of his wife, and his wife uh, gets excited about that because I don't know what's going on with that story at all. Um, 
but uh, he could still write uh, for them. I mean, a uh, book. Um, I'm sorry, let me use the right term, book. But I think it, I don't want to say it hurts them because they, they got things I said hurt earlier. But like how you mentioned, he was their featured star. I feel like that was their guy that they, I don't, want, I don't know if lean on is the right word, but he was putting on some good stuff out there. He was putting on matches with Ricky Stark. I don't know if there was anything else outside of Ricky Stark. I know they had those two matches. Oh, yeah. he, he had the... He had a match with Andrade where he beat Andrade. Right. Uh, and I think- oh, that was the dream match right there. I'm sorry. Let me throw that out there because I love that. I feel like words are everything, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone wants me to talk more, so I'm going to talk more. But you throw out this thing. like We were talking about the announcements, but then they threw out that was a dream match. I don't know if you guys reviewed. I forgot how long ago. Was that last week, week before? I forget. But they threw out that was a dream match. Right. I just wanted to throw out dream match. Right. No, it was three weeks ago. And, and yeah, oh, and, 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 you know, and... Then he had the match with Okada, with you know, with Orange Cassidy as the tag team partner. I guess it was Claudio on his side. Yes, um, where the injury occurred, and and yeah. So and I think what they were building towards was a House of Black BCC feud, but that yeah. obviously hasn't worked out. By the way, I'm I'm distracted by this Angola thing, so I'm looking at Angola the map now. So it is on the Atlantic. It's on the South Atlantic Ocean. So there's plenty of coastline. But its neighbors are the De- Democratic Republic of the Congo, which has had a civil war for 20 years. Oh. Underneath it is Namibia, uh, Botswana to in its southeast, and Zambia to its you know southeastern region, uh, with Democratic Republic of the Congo sort of surrounding on three sides. Um, I don't know too much about Namib- Namibia, Zambia, Botswana, but uh, what I remember from Botswana was nothing particularly good. So. On the good side, you have a you have plenty of coastline. There's probably sharks down there, though. On the that bad side, you are next to a shooting war. <laughs> oh, and and when you go down Google, right underneath flags and climate and map is civil war. <laughs> oh my goodness! What what the heck? What is happening here? <laughs> I don't know. We may have to increase our prices. Two safari shirts. There we two. I think they call them bush shirts. We need bush gear. (laughs) Bush gear. Bush gear. That should be the name of the episode. The bush gear episode. That's right. Not bush. This is podcast is not bush leagues. It's bush gear. That's even better. I like that. It's not bush leagues. Sponsored by bush Bush beer, as far as you know. Oh, they can't see it. This is audio. I I was adjusting my beard. But yes. The bush beer is not beard. (laughs) Oh, there we go. My pronunciation. Whoops. (laughs) <laughs> all right so back to uh whatever you were saying about brian oh yeah um but um yeah no uh what was i getting at um yeah he stay- no i'm done with angola i'm done <laughs> uh he should stay away from uh okada and um you know what they said he said he won't be coming back until the end of the year or uh or the remainder of the year what was what was it that that you said earlier i'm sorry yeah, I, I, well, at first they said he's out for the rest of 2023 Mm-hmm. Then he said he won't be back till the end of 2023. I mean, I'm pretty much could. I, I this is November. I pretty much consider this the end of 2023. This is the pretty, end. Pretty much. So. Once you hear Mariah Carey singing, uh, uh, "All I Want for Christmas," it's the end of the year. But but I, all I hear is Brian saying, "I know my body, and I, I can be back quicker." And Tony going, "Okay, I trust you. Whatever you think is best." Nailed and, it. And, and Bree sitting there going, "Um, I, I want to catch up with Nikki." <laughs> what? She's, she, she said she can get me back on Barmageddon. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think Blake Shelton is is cute. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. Think you know, it, 
it, it's funny. You're handsome at all. No, don't worry, bro. I, I, I used to love Carson Daly back in the day because he was on TRL. But it's funny because after Raw, because that comes on right after, um, and I saw the show, and, and uh, the guest was Mercedes and um, I, I, who's hosting Nikki, right? Nikki's the host yeah. and Bree. And I was like, oh, this is a show. And oh. I turned it off because it was 11 at night and I had to go to work. Well, speaking of shows, Montez and Bianca Belair, they're going to get a show, a reality show. I think it's Ooh. called The Fords, and it's going to be on Hulu starting February 2nd. So there mm. you go. There was some news with Hulu. Um, oh, yeah. Apparently, NBC sold their stake in Hulu to Disney. Now, Disney is going to be the sole owner of Hulu when that's done. Uh, I don't think it's going to be included on my Disney Plus because you can already pay to get Hulu as a add-on. So I don't think it does a damn thing for me. Um, but oh, that would have been great because I have Hulu and Disney Plus. So if they were to add that, like a bundle, right? As a bundle, we'd sure that would have been, yeah, that been yeah great. more more content. Yeah, that, that would be go. good. But as far as I know, it's not some other business news. All right, so there were a couple things. So, like the same piece of information came out from two different sources this week, basically about Fox and their decision with SmackDown. So, hmm. Lachlan uh, Murdoch, uh, who is uh, Matt Murdoch. No, 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 Lachlan. He's more powerful oh. than Murdoch. He's he's the titular head of Fox mm, Corp, um, of Evil Corp. Uh, took over for his uh, his evil father, Rupert. Um, Me, Rupert. And he basically said we had we didn't renew SmackDown because it wasn't getting us the return on investments. Which mm. you know it, it it was usually the number one show on Friday nights. Period on all of television. It, it does very well in the demos. And it is the second highest ad rate on Friday nights. So everything you hear from wrestling media should tell you that it's safe and safe forever. But what I keep telling people, and they still don't believe me to the state, I still get people scoffing at me and challenging me on, on Twitter all the time. And not just strangers, but people who know me, people probably listen to the show, people see what I type and see that I haven't really been wrong about anything major in, 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 in a while. And I got a lot of things right that other people got wrong. No Ring of Honor TV, no streaming, no Max, this, that, and the other. Um, that the AEW did not get an extension, that the, the, that the uh, option hasn't been picked up yet, that they weren't going on Max anytime soon, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. All right. So what did, what this they said that the advertising revenues just aren't there, that the, that the advertisers were not seeing a return on investment when they invested in ads during SmackDown, meaning wrestling fans are cheap. They're poor and cheaper both. Um <laughs> And that that was in their decision. Also, interestingly enough, it came out this week that the only show with higher ad rates on Friday nights, by a little bit, single digits percentage-wise, is Shark Tank. What does Shark Tank do worse than, as far as SmackDown is concerned? Oftentimes viewership, maybe most of the time. But the demo! Shark Tank has a lower demo than SmackDown. But the demo is everything, isn't it? No. No, it's not. I mean... <laughs> And people still are telling me how important the demo is. You're, you're, you're seeing it. You're hearing it from a Fox executive who has not renewed, canceled the show, whatever you want to call it. And, and, they're, and, and there's a show on another network that gets lower viewership usually and a lower demo always and has higher ad rates because the people who watch that show buy things. In that news... Um, which this is not directly related, but it's, but it's a wrestling story that fits just as well here as anything else. Apparently, sure. there's a site called WrestleWatch, which I guess is a pirate site that lots of people use. They download it and they can watch pay-per-views for free on it. Um, 
the zone and I think a few other carriers got together and they got that site shut down. Will it probably pop up somewhere else again? I don't know, maybe. Um, but anyway, one of the pirate zones has been shut down uh, because wrestling fans are cheap and they don't pay for things. And they, pr they proudly say that they do it. I mean, there were actually people with blue certified check marks, wrestling media, major accounts with thousands of followers saying, well, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, I know what you did. You just confessed to being a serial thief. You just committed, you just confessed to being a, a you know, a, stealing, a, a, right? Theft, your federal crimes multiple times. I mean, nothing's going to happen, but still. All right. So that's that. Do you, do you, do you have anything on the business aspect of that? Of, no, of I think you know that. I mean, that's really your territory. I, I sit here and uh, the only thing I would say about Fox, right? You was talking about earlier um, that they didn't get their investments ba back, right? Um, I guess my question would be because, like, I would hear stuff about Fox and they would sit here and say, like, they almost had buyer's remorse when they bought in SmackDown. Like, was that right away where they immediately regretted having SmackDown, or is it as time went on, they just didn't? Um, they had immediate concerns. Mm -hmm. They thought that Tamir was going to get them between five and six million. They thought realistically they might be getting five or six million, or at least four million a week. And that sure. that was that only was happening in the beginning. And occasionally with like like uh, legend shows or or special shows. And even then, like you know, people would get excited if they broke three million or whatever. Yeah, Roman Reigns would come on, and the two two would go to a two six. And it was like, look at that! Roman brings in three hundred thousand, which is great. But Fox wasn't excited because they were already one and a half million in the hole. You know, right. as they saw it. So I wouldn't say they had buyer's remorse right away, but they had concerns right away and and concerns That's about buyer's remorse. And what I'm telling you all is don't think that Warner Brothers Discovery thinks that differently. And I know people out there going, but AW is dirt cheap. Okay, but AW doesn't want to be paid dirt cheap. So if AW continues to be paid cheaply, they're not making money. And mm -hmm. nobody's that stupid. Well, Tony Khan probably is that stupid and he is that rich, but his, his family isn't going to let him be that stupid for that long. Um, right. right. So does that, you know, uh, and and not all networks are the same and not all networks value things equally. True. Warner Brothers has lots of things that they can air in those slots. The, two, the Big Bang Theory and Young Shelton, the lead in and the lead out is is famously, you know, uh, the, the, the best quarters for AW programming, and it's not because of AW; it's because of the Big Bang Theory and Young Shelton. They can they can run those shows forever, you know, and 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 do better. They can run Warner Brothers movies, and Raj Geary and a few others have lately been taking to actually posting the demo and the viewership of like Warner Brothers movies that they ran in the same slot as Collision a year ago, like mm -hmm. Warner like Wonder Woman eighty four, and it turns out the viewership was similar, if not higher, and the demo was higher. So, I mean, and it costs zero. So you think you think the ad rates are higher for, for AEW? I don't think so. In fact, my information, and it's, you know, everyone's going to say, source, trust me, bro. But I'm telling you that, that Warner Brothers may have, in fact, lost money. They, that they get less revenue from, the, from advertising than they pay. Um, and that they were, they are getting a cut of other revenues like pay-per-view and stuff like that which is why there's so many more pay-per-views and why you heard all the talk about a pay-per-view every month and why they didn't want to hear about Ring of Honor because that's not part of the contract. They want AEW pay-per-views. So that's why some of the AEW pay-per-views feel more like Ring of Honor pay-per-views so Tony can pay those people. Um, ah. So that, okay. that 
so you know and but they're also seeing diminishing returns with that but yeah all in did spectacularly by any metrics it did spectacularly but all out a week later didn't it didn't even get a hundred thousand buys no one's talking about wrestle dream might have done a hundred thousand buys no one's really talking they're like maybe 110 maybe 90 my experience is that usually you find about five or six months later and it's usually 20 percent lower than the highest they told you so I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that Wrestle Dream did like eighty thousand, and and Warner Bros. Discovery is seeing that you can only get so much squeeze out of the juice. That maybe five pay per views is about the max that you can get, and and you know get more than one hundred and twenty thousand uh, buys. Um, anyway, so to move on to another a couple of other things. This this is sure. a topic of conversation and it and it's also AEW. I know it seems like an AEW pile on, but hey, this is Hammerlock hangover. Um is does is Edge already done? Is he already irrelevant? Does he already feel like it's uh, it does feel like um um so okay, boom, let me I'm sorry, let me get my thoughts together here. It do feel like he's become an afterthought. It does. It, it, it really much so. Um, I know he got the storyline with Christian and uh, he's feeding with a dinosaur and um, uh, <laughs> Nick Wayne. It, 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 it does feel like it's it's an afterthought. Yeah. I feel the same way, but, you know, you know, me, everyone, I hate AEW, but it really feels like, listen, I was never an edge guy. I was never an edge and sure. Christian guy, but I was always more of an edge guy than the Christian guy. Why? He's bigger. Sure. Simple as that. Bigger. You know me. I'm a sizest. I like the bigger guys. Especially <laughs> exactly. Edge was a steroid head, and plus he was doing the stuff with Lita, and Lita had the best side boob in the business. Um, so, <laughs> side boob. <laughs> no, 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 Edge was doing some of his best work when he in that um, 2007 period, and he was holding down SmackDown. So yeah, I, I can see what what you mean by that. And it's funny now because Christian's having the best run right now, and I don't blame Christian. I mean, character wise, of course, where he says like, "Now you want us to team up, and I'm having my run. Get out of here." I, I, well. It's exactly right, which is part of the reason why Christian is such a great heel because he plays up on on things that are real. Because yeah. it really does feel to me, and I want to know if you agree. I mean, I have two things. Uh, sure. In chime on both of them. One that right now I don't think it was supposed to be this way, but Edge is riding Christian's coattails. One and and number two is Edge the most inconsequential double digit figure WWE champion of all time. I do want to dig a little bit. What do you? I'm sorry. I, I need you to break it down for, break it down for Ron. What do you mean by point two? Oh, at the question well, you're saying. For point two. As I understand it, Edge was a WWE or SmackDown champion eleven times. Sure. That's a lot. There's not a lot of people who've held the title eleven times. Mm-hmm. I don't know that how many people have held the title double digits. Period. But to me, he feels like the least, the least consequential, the least important, the least mm-hmm. impressive double digit. WWE world title holder of all time. Of all time. See, that's a that's a damn good question. Um, I don't know of all time, but I could see why he would be, especially when you put people in you said double digit. Now well, I don't know I, I every will, I will put I will include it to people who have won the title more than three times. Sure. Oh I, I, I would put I would put him closer to Dolph Ziggler than than I would Kane, the Undertaker, mm-hmm. Big yeah. Show. Well, that's what I was going to sit here and say, because when you mentioned double digits and I can't name every last double digit champion, but you include people like John Cena and Undertaker and those guys are just in a realm of their own. I'm pretty sure. And once again, other names, I just can't think of them on top of my head. Sure. So I can see what you mean by the, the I don't think the least. Cause I think I think there's other names I, I do, but I just I would have to sit here and think about, it. but I don't think the least, but I don't 
put him on that, if you're saying that top, that Mount Rushmore or however you want to put it, top five, I could never put him up there. I'm not even putting him in any of the like 11 closest mountains to Mount Rushmore. There we go. And there's only four. Yeah. yeah I mean, Pedro Morales for me. Pedro. I've heard of him. All right. So how about the first part? Do you feel like he's riding Christian's coattails? It feels that way because Christian is having such a a hell of a run right now. Um, People talk about his TNA run and I can see why they, that run was so good. And I I think it's different because he left WWE and he wanted to prove something to them. You know, we're talking about a much older Christian now and he's just, what do people call him? They call him a James Bond villain, especially with the turtleneck. Um, You like that one. See, you chuckled. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, he's doing some of the best work. And last night, right? I mean, I've listened to him talk plenty of times, but the way he's, (laughs) I love this because I want to do is that work. Keep quiet. I'm trying to conduct business. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's so great. I I can see myself getting fired for that. Um, But they wouldn't do that because they love me. It's got to be two of the biggest zero. I mean, Nick Wayne is a complete zero. You know, someone pointed out in that whole thing, uh, he had a, a Nick Wayne. He's young. I don't know. He's like 19 or 20, something like that. Young kid. And he missed a spot with Edge. But I sat there and said, right, he's young and he messed up. And I can understand on live TV how that, you know, you should be ready. You should be TV ready. I understand that. But mm-hmm. I sit there and also say being underneath someone like Christian, I think that's such a. I feel like that's going to help him in the long run. Have being underneath Christian and Edge too. I mean, when I look at these things, and I and I would like to use Judgment Day as an example, uh, when they brought Dominic Mysterio in, uh, in what last year, and I remember saying him being underneath the tree of Finn Balor, uh, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and at the time they were feuding with AJ Styles. Said this kid is uh, this is this is going to help him in the long run. So I sit here and say Nick Wayne Wright. He he's a young kid. Is not. I mean, I think we have the same muscle mass. Um, I looked like that when I was, uh, 19. Um, but, uh, I, 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 I think, I you think look like it, a British white kid. I did. I, and I had the accent too. I had the hair. Matter of fact, they said, I, I remember somewhere in my school, they said, Hey, go form the Beatles. And I said, <laughs> Hey man, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then I've, formed um my chemical romance but uh <laughs> but I, I sit here and think that he him being with christian is just it's gonna it's, it's gonna help him in the long run at least i would hope that's what it is because you know christian his career is winding down and him and and having and you want to build up the next uh uh generation of talent and i just think that's gonna help him in the long run i mean it should i don't care about it's it true. i mean I'm, <laughs> I'm not really interested in, in sure you know, understood I mean, Luchasaurus, who I used to like, is just getting slower, more plodding as time goes on. But anyway, that's sure. that's fine. I mean, we we agree on that. That Christian feels like he's really the star here, and he and is. is. He's holding this all together. Honestly, Christian is holding yeah. it all together. I mean, when you give him the mic, the heat that he gets. I mean, just he's very good at this. And I did want to touch a little bit on this. I know, uh, uh, you know, you got some other questions, but I did want to touch. I uh, not to say I really liked this segment. It wasn't that it, it i'm not gonna sit here and say like it, it tickled my fancy but um i <laughs> i loved how edge was, or adam he kept trying to just win christian over and christian is like i want to hurt you i want to break your neck and i want your wife to wheelchair you in and your kids say daddy why'd you get your ass kicked like that i, I he's so he he makes you he's these things that he said I know the storyline is going to be eventually bring back Adam and Christian together. That's the storyline. Yeah, it's fine. But Christian said some foul stuff that I'm like, I don't know if I can forgive you for this, bro. 
Right. But Adam will, because he's a forgiving guy. Right. But, I mean, the other thing is, I mean, one, you've got 50-year-old Adam Copeland, 63-year-old Sting or 64-year-old Sting in this match, and broken shoulder Darby Allen, you know, in a pay-per-view match in two weeks with 18-year-old Nick Wayne, who might be 117 pounds, also 50-year-old Christian, and Luchasaurus, who isn't exactly known as the safest and most deaf wrestler. So that, that... that that's nothing. But I like how you avoided his age. He's a dinosaur, so he's like a thousand, right? Six, well, maybe sixty-six million years old. Thank um, you. But I mean, Edge is so robotic that he couldn't even say to to Christian, "Dude, you have the same injury as me." Ooh, dude. Did they oh. have like, the same exact neck? Injury? I think Christian was a concussion. Adams was a neck. I don't think so. Remember, wasn't the whole thing with like Seth Rollins and the Authority? They they, they were going to concerto both of them and break both their necks again. <laughs> no, it was just Adam. No, it wasn't Christian. No, it was just Adam. Oh, I'm pretty sure that Christian had some neck. All right, we'll have to look into that. But anyway, sure. Um, but I mean, you know, he could have at least said, Dude, right? You you were out seven years, also. What, 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 you're, you're pretending <laughs> like like like, you're like you Cal wasn't Rickman. hurt too. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, you, you're Cal Ripken Jr. I don't think so. And and by the way, I know your Achilles heels. There we um, go. There we go. He should have said something, but no, he didn't. Yeah. Double entendre heel. All right. Last thing on on AW, I think. Well, not, but but for the on out of the ring ish. So apparently, like a, a, a fan went to an AW show, and apparently, I, I don't know. I guess they're like a pretty. They have a fairly significant Twitter following or X following as a wrestling fan. And they mentioned something about Roman Reigns and like the AW fans like doxed and bullied her. Really? I didn't you hear anything about that? About that? Right, well, no. I, I heard about that. That's, that's People don't do that. That's bad behavior. Yeah, that's gross. Oh. All right. So storyline. Uh, so, right, so we talked about, I know last week I was with Steve, but we, we talked about how MJF has like a million people following, you know, around him. And A, I sort of like that there's multiple people targeting, targeting the world champion. But there's too many stories, and they're weird, and and you know they should put a break on the Roderick Strong stuff. And Adam, Adam, I mean, Adam is <laughs> injured, so this is not interesting. The Brochacho stuff isn't interesting. The Samoa Joe thing doesn't make sense. The Wardlow thing was pretty cool, but then you, I mean, you have all these people circling around. You got Jay White and then the Bang Bang Club, and and you had Matt Caster being creepy. And I guess that's been resolved that they are friends, but is it really resolved? Like, I mean. It, it's just like a lot of weird stuff going on. Then there was Omega, and that seems sort of resolved, but not really. And then it seems like Jericho wants a piece of him. I just feel like there's way too much going on. But sort of as a B-side story related to this with that was the Young Bucks actually making sense. So they lost really? the Ring of Honor six-man championships because Swerve taunted Adam Page. He left the ring, and the embassy, who usually lose everything, won their Ring of Honor six-man tag team championships back because obviously the elite doesn't want to work Ring of Honor. They never should have lost those belts in the first place. And the whole thing was was dopey. Any, anyway, so the Young Bucks are throwing things around in the locker room and they're, they're why is Chris Jericho in here? And we're getting our asses kicked out there. And what was the whole point of the elite getting back together if we don't have each other's backs? And all of that is true and all, that, all of that is right. But people are like, Oh my God, what a great story. What, the elite not getting along again, again, yeah. again, 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 
again, which dovetails from Bullet Club, is fine, is fine, is fine. I mean, this is the same story over and over and over and over again. I mean, they're right. I mean, what was the point of the elite getting back together if, if they're not going to watch each other's backs? They, they have a point there, but but this is idiotic. I mean, why why am I seeing this? Why why is why is the elite in disarray again? Again, and so you know? soon too. I mean, yeah. I, didn't they just reform like two months ago or something like that? So I, I guess this is the part where you know I, I I say maybe I don't watch AEW enough. So when I saw the young bucks throw a temper tantrum, I said so. They're mad. Like I, I, I get it. They lost a match. They were upset. But now they're, <laughs> I, and I didn't like. I, I'm not gonna say I love this segment, right? But it made me laugh when uh, they confronted Kenny. Kenny's trying to make the peace, and they're looking at Jericho. And and unlike the young books, haven't done any like foul shit in their uh, careers. But I understand, right? Look what he did to our father. Why is he in our locker room? Anybody could be in our locker room, right? right. <laughs> and you know, once again, Kenny makes the peace. These dudes leave. Jericho drinks water. He throws it on the floor. Clean that up, young bucks. I said, that's just the old veteran just sitting there saying, clean it up, young boy. Right. The, the young 37 and 33-year-olds. There um, we go. All right. So, all right. I'm going to assume the answer to this is no, but did you catch any of NWA's Semlin pay-per-view event over the weekend? So, if I can say something. You can. I did. No. I'll answer the question with no, but I saw someone do some cocaine on the show. Is that the same show? That is That's... the same show that they Okay, went I the thought that was great. So I'm on Twitter, right? I'm, I'm trying to be more on Twitter and understand this thing called a Twitterverse. And I happened to see this video multiple times of uh, James Mitchell. I don't know who mm -hmm. the other people were. And they were doing cocaine. And I said, I said, great timing because they have a TV deal, right? They're going to be on... Um, CW and I said, if this is going to be on CW, I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's going to be on CW, and I'm not, I'm oh, not pretty sure they couldn't have possibly been happy that that was sort of like the first thing that anyone <laughs> saw. Can I, I actually real quick? Anyone... I'm Go sorry. Ahead. Can I just actually real quick seeing that clip? I, and then please take the floor. What did you think of seeing that clip? <laughs> I mean, on one side I'm like, isn't he too old for that shit? On the other side I'm like, awesome, uh, cool, cool, you know, old guy doing cocaine with a bunch of like dancers i suppose that they hired you know to be like halloween you know uh yeah yeah uh, uh, ambiance for the show mm -hmm. um and great it's like old time wrestling like the nwa where where the wrestlers <laughs> are doing cocaine with strippers i mean they, you know uh, that, that's exactly what it looked like however it's 2023 and they put the camera on that and and then it's all over <laughs> the place and i'm thinking yeah that's not the great way to get your foot started off with with you know CW NWA, yeah, yeah, yeah CWA yeah. And, and, and NWA's new era. So they have one more taping, you know, prior to going on CW November 18th. And I guess they have one more bout with YouTube. And they might as well get all that out the way now, right? <laughs> I guess so. I'm not sure if James Mitchell's surviving the week or not. I, I, I <laughs> but, uh, that, 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 that was something, but I guess you know, as, a, as an older man to a guy who's even older enough, I mean, respect, dude. I mean, yeah. Good, good for you. Um, good for you. Okay. So I didn't watch it either. And another thing I didn't watch, which I've I've stuck to quitting it for the last 10, 12 weeks maybe, is MLW, sure. and I still don't watch it. But this has been an interesting week with MLW in that Lance Hammerstone, or Alex Hammerstone, rather, who's you know mostly their champion, uh, not currently, but he requested his release from MLW. There's been no information if it's been granted, but he's been tweeting pictures of 
dynasty, which is, for those who don't know, is Alexander Hammerstone, Richard Holiday, and MJF when they had a faction in um, MLW. MLW. Yeah. Obviously, you know who MJF is or, you, or you're listening to the wrong show. Uh, Richard Holiday, you might not know who he is, but he is a free agent now. He he tried out recently for the WWE for NXT, like David Finley from the Bullet Club, the leader of Bullet Club. It must be so great in New Japan that he, he tried for NXT. But anyway, that aside, that's Dynasty, and he's been tweeting pictures. So Hammerstone, I guess, is soft lobbying for his release. He, he's not gotten it yet, as far as we know. But Lance mm-hmm. Anoa'i... Uh, yes, from that Anuai and Juicy Fatu. Yes, from that Fatu family requested and were granted their release. Now, oh. Lance Anuai and Juicy Fatu are not Alexander Hammerstone, nor are they Jacob Fatu. Um, and if anyone thinks that they would be great additions to the bloodline, you haven't seen Lance Anuai or Juicy Fatu. No, they would not be. Um, as a matter of fact, all they would do would be immediately the people who would be the jobbers for the bloodline, which would, you know, would. Like with Kyle Fletcher being the presumed pin eater, that ruins the anticipation and and what you the what you don't know is going to happen in the match. Uh, so if Lance was in there or Juicy was in there, you know who's going to lose the match. Uh, so no, I don't think it'll be added to the bloodline. No, I don't think they should be. But the question is, if in fact Hammerstone gets his release, how much longer will it be for Jacob Fatu to to find his way out the door? And who's left in MLW? See, I don't watch MLW, and I don't know um, enough to even comment on this question. Uh, I know Jacob Fatu. I've seen him a few times out here in HOG. Um, uh, he's a pretty solid talent. Uh, but so the question is that you're asking is if he decides to leave, what's left from MLW, correct? Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to rebuild, it sound like. Because I, once again, I don't know. I'm not uh, intelligent enough to speak on it. But I know what Jacob Fatu, the other two individuals, I don't know who, I'm not familiar with their work, um, so I couldn't comment on it. But Jacob Fatu, that that sounds like that would be a major blow for MLW. It would be. It's just just a matter of time, I'm sure. Um, I mean, they recently re-signed Selena De La Renta, who's a good character, but she's not a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Um, Jacob Fatu's still there. I think Alexander Hammerstone is still there. I think mm-hmm. Alex Zane is still there. I think he's their champion, but he's nothing to build a promotion around. Sorry. Um, beyond that, the Von Ericks aren't there any longer. They've been free agents like for a year. Nobody signed them because uh, they're not that good. Uh, mm-hmm. And Warner, as far as I can tell, is their top face. That's not somebody that we already named. And I believe that Matt Cardona uh has, has been in there for at least one taping. So he's doing an arc with them, an arc with NWA. Uh, right. But I don't know if he's signed to anybody for, for any sort of... I think he's a free time. agent. I think he's just running the territories. Right. I don't think he's signed to anyone particular because didn't he... Uh, uh, Impact had a show. Uh, I know Bound for Glory. He was there, right? I, I think he was there. But I, I think that you're right. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. that he is a free agent. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, just because he's on MLW doesn't mean he's not. So, I mean, I know. Sure. I, I watched NWA today. I, I saw him. Uh, he was, you know, he's has. A he's really running of, the territories. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's still being the king of the Indies and good for him. He's one of the few guys who seems to be able to make it work. And he keeps saying, I'd want to come back to end the WWE. He, he keeps saying he's he's. One half of one half of those. I love that. He, I feel like he's, and I was never a, a Zach Ryder, Matt Condona guy. Um, matter of fact, I got yelled at at an HOG show for yelling, uh, for cheering for Matt Condona. Some guy yelled at me and said, "Stop yelling in my fucking ear." He was very upset, and um, and I could tell he was very upset because I could see the neck sweat in the back of his head. Ooh. Um, 
But uh, he's living, and he's the HOG champion right now out here in uh, Queens. He's really just uh, living his best life, and and I and I credit him too because a lot of guys they do the indies, and not too many people say I want to go back to WWE. So hearing him say, and I know there was an interview I didn't finish listening to him, and he's like, yeah, of course I want to go back to WWE and be uh, at WrestleMania and do all that stuff. But right now he's uh, I, from stuff that I've seen. Uh, it looked like he's having a good time, and he's killing it. So, yeah. good for him. Well, I wasn't a Zack Ryder guy, but I'm a Matt Cardona sure. guy. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, I don't know what you do with him because you sort of have younger versions of him and Grayson Waller and uh, mm-hmm. Austin Theory and, right. you know, in a different vein, Logan Paul, and you already have a contemporary version of him with The Miz. Miz, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, listen, if he's not asking for too much and he wants, he mostly wants to supplement, you know, Chelsea or – you yeah. know, if he's willing to be enhancement talent or, you know, you know, have some sort of, you know, misfits kind of faction where they, you know, cause chaos and run around. That would be great. That sounds way better than Retribution. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't mind, you know, having Mike Cardona and like, you know, John Morrison and a few other people come back, you know, join the Miz. They can be like the, the, the disrespect. Mr. Raj. Yeah. No, remember the movie, The Departed, they can, they can call themselves the disrespected. And, and oh, I love that name. The and, they can, and, and they can be like, you know, freaking heels. Right. And, and then, like, you know, at some point, you know, Seth Rollins can join them being like, nobody, no matter what I did, nobody liked me. Which is true. <laughs> I don't like you, Seth. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to hold you. I, 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 that was Seth. I honestly thought that was Roseanne Barr smoking, but that was great. <laughs> as if they're not the same person. <laughs> okay, take the floor, Jeff. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm going to do a couple of news bits so that we can sure. talk about some of the shows that occurred. So, um, Tamatanga resigned with New Japan. Nobody cares. Kairi Sane, there was a little bit of dispute today whether or not she was back on the internal roster page with WWE. Mm-hmm. It seems that she is and has been confirmed. Listen, we, we knew that she resigned with them for weeks now. So, uh, Robert Roode has successfully made his transition to producer. He's producing matches on his own. They're very pleased with what he's doing, and he seems Good very happy with it. Hopefully, Good he'll get healthy enough to wrestle again, but if not, he's got a producer job. Uh, free agents. Keith Slater is a free agent. Um, PCO oh, resigned with Impact. I think we talked about that last week. Ronda sure. Rousey apparently is going to do a tag match with Marina Shafir on the Indies. And now people are pretending, A, she's going to go to AEW. Some people thought that was the big announcement. B, yeah. she's a good wrestler and people want to see her and Marina Shafir tag. My answer is no, she wasn't very good. There were times I liked her. There were times I didn't. But she clearly doesn't really like wrestling, and she really doesn't like wrestling fans. And she's going to like indie fans even less. <laughs> the, indie, the indie fans are a lot worse than these, uh, 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 what do you call it, main brands. But carry on. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Ronda Rousey is sort of interesting. So why don't you give whatever thoughts you have on Ronda Rousey? Sure. Um, I saw that clip. Uh, there was that tag match. I think what they went against uh, – uh, Tyre and uh, I forget who the other person. Oh, I think it was Brian Kendrick, right? I I I've seen very little of the clip. Um, so was it uh, what, was a mixed gender, but there was only one man in it? Yeah, I think it was one man. I didn't see the other person. I heard Brian Kendrick. Um, All right. And um, I have Valkyrie, also who real another game changer to the AW women's roster. Does anyone? Uh, isn't that together? something? What they have? Uh, uh, and and these are you know I always sit here and say like these are not people I was big on and stuff like that. But yeah, then went she went to AW and the last thing I remember with her is she was feuding with Jade for the finisher. Like they had the same finisher or something like that. And then she fought. Um, I, I forget the girl. Her name is, but she does the space gimmick. I just can't think of her name. Chris uh, and it's 
Yeah, it's Chris Statlander, and I haven't seen her ever since. But uh, thoughts about Ronda? I mean, hey, if she wants to do the NDs and stuff like that, uh, yeah, go at, go for it. I mean, <laughs> what am I gonna? There's not much for me to say because was was anyway <laughs> is anyone going to stop her because she she could kick ass. So whatever, whatever rocks, whatever yeah. rocks about. Okay, fair enough. All right. It also, a, a similarly MMA background, Matt Riddle's first match on the Indies is going to be versus well oh. the, the people, the person that a lot of people compare him to, RVD. Really? Yeah. Now I'm I am that's not a match I've ever asked for, but I'm interested in seeing that because there's no match that's gonna get any higher than that one. Listen, I listen, I don't think much of Riddle. I was definitely thought that, that he should have been mm -hmm. released. He was more trouble than he was worth. Mm -hmm. Um but if somebody can make something work on the indies a la Matt Cardona, it wouldn't be yeah. Matt Riddle by himself, but Matt Riddle and R V D as an act. If they that can be paid, if, if there are promotions that can pay them or if they're willing to get paid an indie rate but trust that they'll sell enough autographs, photos, cameos, whatever, uh, mm -hmm. merch, you know, T-shirts, that, that, that they can make it worthwhile, that could be a successful act on the indies that eventually someplace like maybe MLW if they're still struggling along or New Japan strong or NWA could, could bring in. And, sure, and and put them on, and maybe Riddle could be rehabilitated just by not getting into more trouble and being with RVD. That, that's getting, the key, right there. Yeah, and getting his goodwill, um, and maybe learning how to be the party guy that people like, like RVD. I mean, I don't know if their lifestyles are all that different. It's just RVD doesn't get into trouble or hasn't in like twenty years. Um, mm -hmm. And no, so, right, all the, right. like, if I did the same things as RVD, I'd be considered a scumbag. But he's. He, he's not i don't but i you know you know i'm not sure that i, I could but there were definitely times i would have if i could have um matt riddle probably does similar things but but he does seem like a scumbag i don't know like some people just have that teflon to them that that whatever it is you're going to like them this the same act is going to get a different reaction no i could agree to that um i i knew nothing of this so this is actually breaking news to me and uh you talked about uh just being an act, I would love for them to. I would love for them to have a YouTube show, like you know, this uh, being elite and all this stuff. I would just like just follow them, and they just I don't know, just just don't even. They don't need a script. Just let them do whatever yeah, they're doing. Yeah, just yeah, right. Let them be themselves. Be, yeah, it's natural. I'm. I'm sure. I'm. I'm oh, sure I would love this so Listen, much. Like here, I, I mm -hmm. here at the Hammerlock Hangar, we're very high standards. We expect you to to know these things. Okay. I am high. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So a little bit more on injuries. Mike Knox, who is in NWA, people might remember from ECW. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, he's Trevor Murdoch's tag team partner in NWA. He's a torn rotator cuff. Eric Rowe of the Viking Raiders, his wife Sarah mm -hmm. Rowe is still there. Uh, he just had successful C6, C7 fusion surgery. He will be wow. out for a long time, if not forever. I mean, it's the same surgery that Robert Roode had like wow. a year ago. It's the same surgery that Kyle O'Reilly had about a year and a half ago, and nobody's seen him since. Oh, yeah, he's going to be out for a while. Wow. Yeah. Uh, some other, some so some titles. Shingo Takagi, Takagi won the Never Open Weight title. Uh, I'm, I'm told that's important. Uh, we already talked about the six-man titles, Ring of Honor, the Embassy got them. And the NWA U.S. Tag Team titles were won by the Immortals, who I believe is Jack Stane and Odinson. Oh, uh, that's what it is. I thought it was Hulk and Hogan. 
yeah, I don't <laughs> know about any other title changes there. I don't think there were any. Yeah, it should be Hulk Hogan, shouldn't it? Um, so that is the news that I know of. Certainly, if you know of any, you can chime in. No, I think you nailed on all of these things. I, I'm just uh, I'm amazed by the Matt Riddle and RVD story and Immortals not being Hulk and Hogan. So, like, yeah, that's that. Okay. <laughs> that's now, amazing. Now, I know you're not the type of guy to rub it in, but depends on what it weeks, is. Yeah. Two weeks ago when we did the show together, we did our sure. Halloween Havoc predictions uh, mm -hmm. for night one. And mm -hmm. maybe I got half of them right, you know, but that, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> night two, night two I, I, like if we go by the predictions we gave, sure, I pretty much ran the table except for Tiffany Stratton. So the results were Braun Breaker defeated, defeated Robert Stone, which I predicted. Uh, Lola Vice won the breakout tournament, which I predicted. The Creed defeated the Garzas, which I predicted. Tiffany Stratton destroyed Fallon Henley, but it was, I think it was considered a no match or no contest. Yeah, right? it was no match. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with me that, that 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 they should have made that more clear what the finish was? I mean, Booker T was actually laughing about it. Because uh, <laughs> Booker T don't out. care. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just moved along. They just moved along. Did. We just fill in whatever result you want. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, now that you say it, um, I didn't think much of it. I, I was, uh, I'm honestly, I would sit here and say, um, because I'm not a Tiffany Stratton uh, guy, but when she hit the figure four on the ring post, I immediately thought of Bret Hart, and I said, "You just won me over." That's right. Well, listen, I thought Tiffany Stratton looked great, and she she needed mm -hmm. this, and and Fallon Henley, you know, got and I had to lay it to her because you know I think a lot of people don't realize, and I feel like she showcased a lot talking about Tiffany Stratton. Uh, how tough she is because a lot of times they just say, oh, that's a pretty girl, that's a pretty girl. And yeah, she's a pretty girl. But she's had the match that she had with Becky Lynch. Um, I had to be reminded about the lights out match that she had with, um, uh, what was it, Wendy Chu. So I just feel like this showed an aggression to her, especially when uh, Fawn Henley mocked her last week and she was not taking that at all. So well, Fallon, that, that impersonation was amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it actually took me a while to figure out that that was Fallon Henley. Like, I knew that she was impersonating Tiffany Stram. I'm like, who is doing that? It's great. Uh, <laughs> and then I remembered it was Fallon Henley who was, had a little thing with her. All right. right. So this, if we were to go by my predictions, Dominic Mysterio defended and retained his North American championship. However, on Twitter, I did predict an upset special because I always do something this stupid. And, and I did in fact say that this would be my upset special. But so if we go by our predictions, I was right. But if we go by the more recent one on Twitter, I was wrong. Uh, Chelsea and Piper retained, got that yeah. right. Ilya retained, that. got that right. Noam Dar recaptured his, his heritage cup thing, which. Yeah. Right. And they got eaten by zombies or some shit. Yeah. Uh, and all Tozawa wanted was a heritage cup match. So that's Tozawa next week. Has two feature matches, one against Nakamura and one's one against uh, my guy's getting some TV time. Check this guy. All it took was a little dance for him to get some TV time. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, it's yeah, it's, he's gonna uh, lose. I know. Yeah. No, but also because three quarters of the roster that matters that's on TV is, is gonna be coming back from Saudi. Oh, right. And they're probably and there's probably gonna be a lot of exhausted. I people forgot we have there. a show this weekend. Right, 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 right. I don't know why that blinked on that. Yeah. Right. Now, listen, I like goofiness in wrestling. The haunted house things sort of test me to the extent I can do it. I give it a bit of a pass on because it's NXT because I give NXT a different kind of grade than I, I grade it differently than other wrestling shows. However, yeah. like 
two or three years ago, I think it was Cameron Grimes and maybe Dexter Loomis. That was sort of the apex of the haunted house. And it's been downhill ever since then. And this was the worst. Like, I think, I think the haunted house match should be retired for a few years or until they can come up with something that's less campy and more cinematic. I can, I can understand that. Um, I don't really care for things like this. Uh, and then they were dressed up as Scooby-Doo, so it made it even worse because I hate Scooby-Doo. Yeah, um, yeah damn dog. Uh, that's interesting that you mentioned that because uh, when you so said that... funny when Jakara Jackson called... Uh, oh, she said no, no, no. She got out of there. She said no, 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 no. That That's a move I would do. Um, but she said to Mensa Aura, she goes, you're dressed as Hood Scooby or, or Shaggy. <laughs> that was funny. That was great. Um uh, you, you was mentioning that, and matter of fact, when you talked about the haunted house and you mentioned Dexter Loomis, I thought about I think it was 2020 or 20, no, it was 2021. And Carmelo and Trick went into the haunted house, and, and I remember Dexter doing all that stuff. So they have done this a lot. I don't remember if they did one last year, I just don't remember. It's hard to keep I, I up with. I think that was Carmelo and Trick last year. No, that was 2021. Then, then last year, I think maybe it was LA Knight with somebody. I, I remember being sort of stupid, whatever right. it was. But you're just saying they should take a break from this until and give it a break and then bring it back because if you overdo it, <laughs> if you overdo it, then people get turned off by it. Because I, I I agree, a lot of people like um oh, something that you said. I'm sorry, let me rephrase my word. Something you said was, I like goofiness. You know, wrestling is silly. There's been so many silly things. Rikishi ran over Stone Cold, and, we, and it was revealed to be Rikishi. That was silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but after a while, you're like, yeah, I don't want my uh my intelligence insulted. You know, okay. so yeah. I, I also thought we sort of got cheated, but you know, Shotzi and Scarlet were supposed to be the hostesses. Obviously, they weren't there night two. They turned it over to the to the the unholy union, who yeah. I like, but they no one even said their names. No one said who they were. No one said former NXT women's champion and former uh, WWE women's tag team. T- it's just yeah, there they were, uh, and you know, and and I was surprised by that honestly, yeah. um, because I was expecting uh, uh, Shotzi and um, uh. I'm sorry. What was the name? Um, Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah, to to host, and then I went. I went. I was out there for night one, and they did a fantastic job. Um, mm-hmm. So I was expecting them to do uh, or do a good job. I expected them to be here. So when I saw them, and it was nice because when I saw uh, the Unholy Union, I said, "Oh, there they are!" Right. Because they were. I don't see them on SmackDown. Right. Uh, yeah. I. I. You know. I don't get it. And I granted, I know it. they have the vignettes. They've been doing that lately, where they're cursing. Uh, these tag titles or something like that, right? They're they're putting right. a curse or a hex on it or something. Right, it's fine. It's it's sort of how you know what Karrion Cross did when he, you know, after he kept losing feuds, he said that he took people's honor, he took away their this, their that, their other thing. Uh, after the fact, they're you know they're trying to do something after the fact. Cool, okay, you know, try and make something out of nothing. It's fine, but you know, put them on TV, have them you know win some matches. That that'd be cool. Yeah, no, I agree to that. Yep. Like, not every women's tag team match has to be for those titles. There can actually be teams fighting each other so that they can say they have a claim to a title match. That, that that's what right. I would like to see. That's what like promotions aren't doing anymore. I mean, the one thing I could say about AEW the first two or three years is that they did try to do that. Like, you rarely had someone just come in to get a title match. Someone came in and they went. They won a bunch of matches. And and then they got a title match. Now they're the same as WWE. I mean, maybe worse. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, they could retire the haunted house, or you know, you know, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. If they had someone with a mind like his that could actually make it like a like a horror movie, like a oh, he would have been movie. so great for that. Yeah. yeah, or the AJ Styles uh, Undertaker, you know, oh, Boneyard. 
yeah, yeah. That was that was the best. Yeah. yeah. Like Jeremy Borash can probably, you know, lend him down to NXT for, for the one show. And, you know, maybe Bo Dallas has some of the same mind as his brother. I I, I don't know, but they can figure something out. All right. Sure. So Crown Jewel, when 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 I did the show with Steve last week, he sort of asked me to do predictions, and and I did, and, and I don't really even remember what I said. I don't know that today will be any different, but mm-hmm. the show is this week, and I think that we should do some Crown Jewel predictions. Ooh. And during the course of that, that will, of course, bring up any conversation there is about WWE. So if you would be so kind, I think I, I have six matches written down. I don't know if that's the entire card. So if you could pull I up believe card, so. be I believe so, but I will do the honors and look that up. I think it's seven because there's that. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting one. There's that uh, uh, pre-show match. You got Sammy against, um, uh, what's his name, J.D. Madonna? I do not. So that's yeah, that's a... all right. Um, well, I got anyway. you. Now I I got the matches here. I went to good old Wikipedia. So, <laughs> uh, the pre-show match is going to be Sami Zayn against JD Madonna. Uh, I see J uh, JD winning because he got to get something. I mean, the, the guy just loses a lot. So I got JD taking the win here. What do you got? Yeah. He's their whipping dog. He's taking all the beatings. That yeah. said, Sami Zayn. I, I don't think he's gone to Saudi Arabia before. Last show was the first time. This is the second yeah. one in a row. Yes. Uh, yes. It's during the war time. This is this is a fairly big deal. Uh, I think Sammy wins. Um, I don't okay. think he goes to there to lose. And JD doesn't need to win because he's still the whipping boy, and he doesn't need to win until they finally kick Priest out or something where they also need JD to take them seriously. So. Uh, okay. Whether Sammy gets beat up afterwards or not, uh, you know, maybe. But <laughs> but I, I see Sammy Zayn. He, he's not making that trip to lose. Okay, okay. Uh, um, we got we got uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it's a singles match. We have Seth freaking Rollins against Drew McIntyre. Seth is retaining. Yeah, as much as I would like to see Drew McIntyre win, I agree. I think Seth Seth is not losing. Every time he talks about his back being bad, that means he's retaining. Um, Plus, they've got a plus, you know, I, as I said it before, CM Punk is going to be there at Survivor Series, and CM Punk versus Seth Rollins is the mess, WrestleMania main event to Ooh. sort of, you know, to, to main event night one, where Roman and Cody, two main events night two. And that's an easy way to, you know, anyway, we, yeah. I no, that's be- all good. I, I, I like the breakdown of that. And you said CM Punk. See, I don't. I don't think CM Punk is showing up, but you feel that he's definitely showing up uh, at Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a hundred percent, but I, I feel like right. it's like eighty-eight like percent. If I can act real quick, talking about people coming back, because there's still people on the uh, bandwagon about The Rock coming. Do you see him coming at Mania or showing? No, I, show, no. yeah, I, I, I hopped I've off always that said The Rock is not doing a match, and, yeah. and with the strike ending before that, and with him mm-hmm. getting older. His insurance companies, his agents, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not going to let his 50, 51 year old self get in there. No, I agree. No, I agree. No, because the people still thinking that, and it's amazing to me. And listen, wrestling is subjective. I understand, but I'm that's one of the things I'm like, nah, he's no, yeah. Forgive me because I know when he did the thing with L.A. Night, people will say he can still go. He did a couple of punches and and a rock bottom. He can't still go. He looks stiff as the Tin Woodsman out there. I mean, he's in incredible shape for any age, but yeah. he's he's muscle bound, and and those kinds of muscles go rippy rippy, and he can't afford to have his muscles go rippy rippy. No, 
doing six or seven movies a year and has about 32 businesses to uh he got to be on set for i saw fast x which was horrible um i'm probably gonna try to watch cocaine bit tonight because i have been told it's a don't take that movie seriously but my point is saying okay before saying it 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 will it will improve the experience do how do cocaine what i'm watching it or Uh or while watching or both all right. Well, you know what? Thank you for that recommendation. So, yes, I will be doing that. So if, I, sure. if I'm not here next week, you know why. Mm-hmm. But Drew McIntyre, I did want to say that. So you're, you're incapacitated for a week. <laughs> um, I'm starting to – I have questions for you, Jeff. But um, <laughs> but Drew McIntyre, um, yeah, I see him taking the L. And also, too, since it's been a slow burn about him being a hill, I can see this adding layers to his uh, slow burn, which – uh, you know, I, I don't get to ask a lot, but how do you feel about this slow burn about Drew? Um, this slow burn, this slow hill turn burn. I love it. I think I think it's the best character work mm-hmm. that he's done. And I know WWE doesn't do a lot of tomfoolery in on their PLEs. Sure. However, I think the only way to protect Drew and still make him seem badass as a heel and not damaged by losing to Seth is by having Priest come out and trying to cash in before the match is done. And that's what prevents a Drew win or like Drew Claymore Seth Rollins and Priest runs out prematurely and Drew gets distracted by that and they get into an argument and they're doing a tug of war and, and, you know, he get, Drew gets it from Priest, but he knocks himself in the head with it or whatever. And uh, you know, uh, I I don't know. The, the, he I get the, what you're he, saying. Like a way to protect Priest, you. He gets it, knocks himself in the head, and Seth mm-hmm. gets up and curb stomps him, and then gets out of the ring. Um, mm-hmm. so, something something like that. But yeah, I, I see Seth it, retaining it, and Drew protected yes. in the loss. Yeah, because you want to do that with Drew, and Drew has been very. Uh, I, I feel like he's definitely been been protected. Uh, so you want to keep that going because uh, you don't want to make. I even like- see like maybe a backstage scene where where Re and the rest of Judgment Day is trying to tell Priest not to go tonight. This isn't his night. This isn't his night, and 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 he says something like, "We agreed. There's no leaders in Judgment Day." They're definitely going to touch on that. I actually feel like there's going to be something in that in the match with him and Cody. But before we go into that, there's a fatal five rate for the women's world championship. We have Rhea Ripley against Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Zoe Starks, and Raquel Rodriguez. I hope I said that right. I try to add the, the what you call it. But I did want to say real quick, and I wanted to tag on something that you said much earlier into the show, that one of the things that I like is that we have multiple challengers and contenders for these championships because these championships, like everybody should want this belt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've said uh, to you one time on the show, like, uh, you know, I, these things shouldn't just feel like props or just giveaways or anything. I like, should feel like very important. With all that said, um, I see Rhea, I have Rhea retaining her championship. I do too. I was toying with the idea of Naya maybe getting it because she's, you know, she's been the catalyst to get to do this whole match and sure. people hate her and that'd be great. But uh, no, I, I see Judgment Day when they fall apart, they lose all the titles sort of like on the same show or within the same. Week. Right. That, that's a, yeah. So Rhea beats, beats everyone. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Zoe Stark who ends up eating the pin. Yeah, I could I could see that because I, I think they like Raquel a lot. So I could see them and not to say I, I don't know who they like and stuff. I don't have no sources or anything, but I could see Zoe being the one because I don't see Raquel, but I could see between Zoe and Shayna 
But I think uh, they the, want to turn Raquel into something. It's just she feels very. She might. Mm -hmm. They might need to do an arc with her, like Drew, because she feels very artificial as a face. And maybe which one? Um, Raquel. Who? Raquel. Maybe she okay. needs to turn heel or or, or something. I, I I don't know, but she, mm -hmm. she she doesn't. She felt authentic when she was with Dakota Kai and NXT. Even as a face, she felt more authentic. She's felt completely phony, like Vince phony. Uh, with the main roster, but I don't know. Anyway, I agree. Rhea retains. Okay, okay. And let's keep talking. Uh, let's keep the uh, talking about the women. We have Io Sky defending her WWE Women's Championship against. The, oh, not I'm sorry, Dakota. She's coming out there with Bailey and Dakota going against Bianca Belair. I see Io retaining. I don't see uh, her dropping the strap. I see Io retaining. Also, I I'm not sure. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong here because there should be. You would think there'd be a title change and there'd be some feel-good uh, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. story, but I uh, I don't think this is going to be it. I don't know why. I don't know what's going to happen. I It might be that Jade is in the front row and she takes a pot shot at Bianca. They sort of bump into each other, uh, you know, because sort of Bianca's the only top woman that Jade hasn't had like a face-off with yet. She's true off with Rhea. She's faced off with Charlotte. She's had a face-off with Becky. Becky, um, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think you know. I think that's it. I think Bian Bianca is like the. the you think the, they fly her out there? Huh? You think oh. they fly her out there? Talking about um Jade. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I, I think they're going to strut her all over all all over that setting. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> if they can, they're going to they're going to send her to Abu Dhabi and Dubai as well. Um, oh man, she's such a, uh, that that that's that. I mean, she's been I, real quick, and we'll move to the next one. But just the way that they have just, um, and I feel like I said this on the show before, but just the way that they have managed to make her feel like such a star, and hearing you say like they just not necessarily, I don't want to say throw her out there, but showcase her in all these other places and um, Saudi just to get eyes on her. Right. Um, I, I'm for that. It's less is more, but it's always in important parts it's always in a, it always feels important um, i'm not fit i know people are trying to say the same thing about pillman you know lexus king yeah I, I, like i thought his introduction was was really good i thought yeah. his first match was clunky mm -hmm. this promo some people are saying it's great i uh, i don't know if it's great but i i did like so uh, uh, let's talk about that real quick um i when I was there at NXT, I couldn't see the entrance live because I was on the other side. But uh, when I was able to watch it live, um, well, live, I'm lying, uh, off TV, I thought the entrance was, I thought it was badass. He's in the chair. Mm -hmm. It's something about he has a presence to him. Now, the in-ring stuff, I feel like as time goes on, he can work on it. The finisher, uh, yeah, he he definitely needs a new finisher. But I look at this as that's going to be a placeholder and he's going to find some. I, I, if I can use an example, uh, well, I've always thought RVD's. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need a placeholder. What he needs is a transition move to to yeah. get it in the right positioning because it was the positioning that was the problem. The finisher isn't great, but he could do it. No. It just took him. But it needs so more impact, I think. It, it, it and it's yeah. hard to come up with some creative in wrestling, especially when wrestling's been around for hundreds of years, right? But he definitely needs a new finisher. I was going to say RVD. His finisher used to be the split legged moonsault. I don't know when time changed, and he said, "I'm just going to do a frog splash," and he's and I and he used to be uh, one of my favorite frog splashes until so Montez do it because, geez. Um, but uh, uh, we have a singles match. We have John Cena. He hasn't had a he hasn't had a singles win since I think they said 2018, and he wants the fans to know if I don't win, then I lose your respect. I know that promo was cringe last week. Um, 
I didn't like it either. And I didn't like when he's talking to the, he's trying to hit on, you know, whatever her name is, not Sarah Stryber, Mackenzie Mitchell, mm -hmm. uh, Mrs. Vic Joseph. And he's going, yeah, girl, do your thing. I mean, he's, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say that. What? What did John Cena do it, man? I, I don't well, know. Was, I don't know. No, it was, it was Pillman. He was trying to act like he's a ladies man or something. Oh, oh, you talking about filming. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, don't go anywhere. Stay here for a minute. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I think it was the bandana. He goes, do your thing, girl. Do your thing, girl. Do your thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I, I think he could get better. I think him, I, I think so far, I feel, I, I do feel um, just that one night alone, I felt mm -hmm. like he felt like a bigger star than he did in AEW. Just that one night, and I and I was only going by the entrance alone. I just felt like when I saw him, I said, "I I I, I see something. I I'm interested in seeing more." Um. Oh, okay. Uh, singles match. We have John Cena. He goes against Solo Sequoia. John Cena. Um, <laughs> I love this meme I saw online, and someone said John Cena has been feuding with the uh <laughs> this family for years, so it's going to continue, and he's going to. I see him defeating Solo uh Sequoia. Especially when he talked about not having a win in two thousand days and wanting to win the respect of the WWE universe. I agree with you that he came off as more of a star than than he did in AEW. I don't know about ever in AEW, but for the sure. most part, um, mm -hmm. that's just I, I I don't think that it was it was that. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think his promo was particularly good. I don't think his segment was very good. I think people are really getting very sure. hyperbolous about it because they want they want WWE or NXT to make stars where AEW sort of floundered with what they think are you know can't miss people. I think it's 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 as much tribalism. That said, it was his second TV appearance doing something, so it's not you know sure just because yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was that good or that natural. A doesn't mean that I'm. The, the pulse of America on this one, and it also doesn't You're mean not? That, that, that he's doomed. Even even if no, I'm right. yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I mean, no, no, I, I get you. Just I just didn't love it. Um, all right, so next on this card, I know that the uh, Cena is facing Solo Sokoa. Yes, I know that you want to, you know, not you, Ron, but the world wants. I am Ron. You know, you're in Saudi. You want there to be a top face to get a big win. And Cena, you know, hasn't won a singles match in you know two thousand days or two thousand whatever it is. And, and, yeah. you know, and Solo doesn't need it. I disagree. I think unless you want Solo to be the tough guy that never gets any wins, like the Barbarian or Haku, and less like Umaga, then fine. But if you want him to be more like Umaga, that you can see him in the title picture at some point. That he's not yeah. just a guy who beats people up and loses. He has to get this win. Can it be through some kind of fuckery or interference? Absolutely. It's the bloodline. Sure it can. Um, and if that's what it takes to beat Cena, fine. But Cena doesn't need to be putting anyone over. The strike is over. He's already said he can't do both. It. He's going away. So he should do the honor. So I'm going with Solo. I think he should. Um, I think that would make Solo look even more badass. Um I, I don't see it, but I I I I do agree that Solo should. Uh, the next match we have we have Cody but, Rhodes but, against. But you're picking Cena. I am picking Cena. Yes, okay. yes, I am picking Cena. Scoreboard says one more for the bad guy. Okay, well, we got guy. bad guys picking good guy. Yeah, <laughs> bad guys picking good guy. Yes. Uh, we have a singles match. We have one Cody Rhodes going against Damian Priest. 
Um, I don't go against, I don't bet against Cody Rhodes when he's uh, a body part is injured. I feel like he gets stronger when he loses a body part. So I just see him beating Damian Priest. <laughs> yeah, I see that happening. Definitely. And then and, yeah. and there's probably going to be Judgment Day backfiredness involved in it. But yeah. Cody, yeah. And, and you, like I was saying earlier, it's Saudi Arabia. You need that big baby face pop. And yes, Seth, Seth might be that also. But, but he's Cody, like a number two. Cody's yeah. like, I feel like Cody's easily number one. I agree. Seth is definitely a number two. <laughs> but yeah, both agree on Cody. And that, that brings us to Rey Mysterio for his U.S. title online against a so deserving Logan Paul. I got to sit here and say, I got to say to you, man, um, I was torn by this because so for me, you know, Ray's the champ. He don't really need to be champ. I mean, this guy's a, well, he is in the Hall of Fame. And then you got Logan Paul. And I said, well, Logan Paul is not a, a, a he's a part-timer. And I said, do you put the championship on him? And we already have a world champion who is part-time. Um, but then again, Logan Paul's because uh, I was gonna say SmackDown, right? But he's he's a, a free agent. But I I see them putting the title on Logan Paul. I I do see them doing that. And I was torn by this because I, I that was my question: Do you put it on a part timer, another part timer? But I see Rey Mysterio. I mean, Logan Paul winning that championship. If they put it on Logan Paul, it's only because they're going to have ricochet get his revenge and get that title back real quick like maybe either on tv or, or survivor series um mm -hmm. i i don't foreclose that i think it would be interesting uh i know that wrestling promotions cannot resist doing something big with celebrities even though it never does anything for wrestling i mean Wrestling promoters do not know who their audience is. They think that Logan Paul and Bad Bunny and Dennis Rodman and Shaquille O'Neal and Mike Tyson, that, that that's going David to... Arquette. David Arquette. David Arquette. Rick Ross. That's who's going to get you new audiences. No. You you are better off getting the people who played the friggin' Power Rangers and the guy who played I would love that. Nightwing on, on Titans and Raven, you know, from Titans to come up, you know, the dude who played Black Lightning, you know. So from, from I would CW, love that. Yeah, exactly. That's the wrestling lines. The, the anime and the DC TV universe, that's your crossover audience potential. I mean, Arrow was a better idea. Stephen Amell was a better idea than, mm -hmm. than Bad Bunny is. I don't care how many records he sells. I don't care how many people watched on YouTube. YouTube is unimportant. Anyway, um, my pick. Yes. I I think the part-time thing looms large. I think it's going to be Ray. I don't know if it's going to be because Ricochet interjects himself to help Ray. I don't know if it's going to be because Santos Escobar tries to help Ray, but it backfires or both. And actually, that'd be kind of cool because then you could sort of transition into a Ricochet um Ray Santos Mysterio. Escobar feud. Oh. Mm -hmm. which has Prince Puma and Qu King Cuerno worked really well in Lucha Underground. They work really well together. Um, but you could still do that with Logan Paul with the title. Anyway, I don't really care what happens this match, but I'm going to pick Ray because that's what we're doing. We're picking. I think that there is some sort of Santos Escobar attempted help, maybe not help, that, 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 that gets involved. Uh, but I think that the, the story also involves Ricochet somehow. Okay, and I'm pretty sure this is going to be the main event of the show. We have a singles match for the undisputed WWE Universe Universal Championship. Whew, it's a lot of words. Sure we have 
Roman Reigns. Thank you. Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman going against L.A. Knight. Nope, because he's not winning. So I have Roman Reigns uh, retaining. L.A. Knight is not the guy to take the title off. Roman Reigns. I tell people a lot. A, a friend of mine that I talk with, and he's hoping L.A. Knight wins. But I don't see that to be the thing. Uh, I don't think that they have on SmackDown Roman and Cody have a face off for no reason. I don't think they do that for any reason, for no reason. I, I agree. I mean, R- Roman's not losing, and and nor should he. Um, and you know, I love LA Knight. I predict him to be a breakout star. I think two years in a row. Um, sure. And th- this year, I mean, last year was you know it was on the whether he was a breakout star or not was sort of questionable. But he was on the main roster, so I called it a push. But this year, obviously, no question. Um, and uh, but no, he's not. He's not going to win his first time. The story still remains Cody. It's good to have a good plan B in case somebody gets hurt, as we've seen with AEW. You can you can have a string of people getting hurt that were in your plan A. So so plan B is not a bad idea. But I agree. Roman wins, and and of course, there's going to be you know bloodline interference. Absolutely. And also, too, it makes it, it, it keeps L.A. Knight strong because it took all this interference to take him out. Because a lot of people, you know, I mean, you've been you're on, uh, on Twitter and you've seen wrestling Twitter, how they abuse the word Barry because people are going to say, oh, L.A. Knight is Barry. No, he's not. He's not Barry. I, I, I think I, I believe if he has a strong showing with Roman, uh, you could say potentially he could be a champion. Not this year because Roman's not dropping it this year. You know who's buried? Odyssey Jones is buried right now. Where it, is this dude? Because he was drafted. He's he's I think yeah. he's drafted to Raw or at least a yeah. and we haven't seen him on TV. Maybe in the background once. That's buried now. Maybe they're still tr- trying to figure out something. So let me then remind you about Cedric Alexander, who we just saw lose a match. You know we haven't seen him in a while. He's buried. You know he and they found him, but he he's a guy who was buried. Elias was most of the people who were buried were released. So that's what buried means. If you want to see someone who's buried in AEW, for contrast, it's not someone who keeps losing. It's not even the it's not even Brian Cage who we see all the time who keeps losing. Let me mm-hmm. introduce you or reintroduce you to Pack or Ethan Page or Scorpio Sky or Lance Archer, any of the numerous people that you forgot worked at AEW. Sean Spears, who who you know make a big deal about it, and everyone's like they're a superstar, and then you forget they're even there. So that's buried. Um, Anyway. There you go. So yeah. So okay, I agree, Roman. So it's actually eight matches. So yes, uh, very good. All right. I um, did want to touch real quick because you said Cedric, and I just wanted to touch on this. I didn't get to talk about pop on on on, on pop because there was no show last week. But I'm glad that they actually utilized him. And I did want to mm-hmm. say one of my favorite things now that they're doing here in WWE because a lot of times people say, "Oh, no one knows these people. They're not getting no reaction," and that's true. A lot of people don't know who these people are, and they're they're trying to build some names, but I appreciate that they did throw him out there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was it last yeah. Friday? I was like, really excited when I saw him because I think he's a talent. Uh, and I just want more for him. So I was happy to see him. And I, yeah, he lost, but I hope now that I hope that even though they had him on last week, now they find something for him because you need to put other names out here. And that's something I kind of like about WWE right now is that they're using, new faces and i and once again i understand they're not getting a reaction but i think that a lot of these people their talent will get them over but that's just me being optimistic yes well sometimes you have to invest in some people before they get a a 
yeah. reaction. I mean, the Viking Raiders got no reaction for, forever. Now you let I Ivar do some singles work and people saw what he did. And now he's getting a reaction. Yes. Bronson Reed, I still think the fence, he's on the fence, but people are, they know who he is. I don't think they're like, when he comes out, there's, it's not like people are like, oh, shit. I mean, they're, yeah. they're like, okay, this could be cool. Um, you know, yeah. but you want buried? Ashante the Adonis is buried. Dexter Loomis right now is buried because we, I mean, we, they, they're not released. So they're still getting, you know, multiple six figure incomes and good mm -hmm. for them. And, but we don't know what they're doing now. Now, I suspect that whatever's happening with Carrion Cross and whatever this rumored faction is going to be, it will include Dexter Loomis. Um, because I mean, they sort of make sense. They're sort of like the same guy. Um, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, Cedric is a talented wrestler. He has no charisma. He has physical charisma, but he but he has no verbal charisma. He's not a good promo, but he's a good athletic wrestler. And then he can and he can be showcasing these things. And if you ever get him with the right partner, with the right manager in the right group, like the Hurt Business. He can be a solid yeah. player, and nobody nobody laughed when the hurt when they had the the tag team championships a couple times. I mean, no, nobody shook their head at that. So yeah. it's it's fine when you have people that you can move up and down the card safely as, as needed and and are a good worker. You you need your utility. I mean, Apollo yeah. he's buried right now, but he's another guy that you could you could bring out any time and have him do anything. Would he be over with the crowd right away? No, you'd have to do something or have an angle that's so good or interesting or so brutal that you're invested right away. Like, you have to come out as like the devil in the MJF thing, <laughs> whatever the WWE equivalent is. Um, mm -hmm. All right. But if there's no other news bits, we'll just do ratings and then we'll call it a night because we've gone two hours. And Go ahead. Uh, take the floor and because uh, I know ratings is your thing and I'm here for it. All right. Well, Impact, we already talked about the week, the Go Home Show did, I think it was 77,000, something like that. The show afterwards, which is, I would say, is significant because it was after they announced that Impact will be rebranding back to TNA. So it was the po the, the first post-rebrand announcement episode of Impact Wrestling. Only got 84,000 is, is, the, is the build for that. So stinks. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, it's always harder to get these numbers. You'll see why because they're very low. Two weeks ago, I think it was 47,000 or 42,000. Last week it was forty-one thousand, so they're in the doldrums, uh, very low. Dynamite a couple weeks ago um, went down to seven hundred and seventy-four, uh, which was down a whole heck of a lot. But this week uh, a brief comeback, a little bit of a comeback to eight hundred and thirty-two thousand, up fifty-two thousand. Yeah, I know the World Series, this and the other thing. Mm -hmm. By the way, it's the, it's the worst-rated World Series of all time. So um, wow. You know, more about the sports bubble, you know, coming soon, I suppose. SmackDown this week on FS1, basically down a million from the week before, down about 100,000 from the last time on FS1, 1.145 million for those who care. Uh, Rampage this week to 319,000, down 23,000. Collision with the big uh, Omega versus MJF for the title match was basically a 25 minute match with a clean finish. Uh, only 472,000, down 40,000 from the week before. So you'd have to call that a fail. I don't care what the competition was on TV. Raw this week, also a fail. I don't care what the competition was. 1.391 million, down 85,000, which isn't that big a deal. Except mm -hmm. the high point was about 1.69 million, which was Gunter against the, the, the Miz, that, that segment. It wasn't even wrestling. Um, but that was the high point of the night. He, 
nothing was higher than that. Not an opening, not a closing. Uh, there were there were matches that were just over a million. I think the the Gargano the the DIY reunion match was like one point two million or one point one million. Um, and there was uh, there was even a, a lower rated match. I think the, the whatever the last match of the night was. Anyway, NXT Halloween Havoc Night Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stiff competition. Halloween Night. The kids go trick or treating. Parties. This, that, and the other thing. Down one hundred twenty three thousand to six hundred seventy four. I myself am very disappointed because I predicted that NXT would beat Dynamite for three weeks in a row. They did not. They didn't even come particularly close. But six hundred seventy four thousand. Not good given the last couple of months, but if you go by the last year, 674 is a good number for them. All right. Already talked about Dynamite at 832. Uh, mm -hmm. NWA, so two weeks ago is up to 64,000. One week ago is up to 50,000. 50, the most recent show is not a new show. What it is is Sam Wynn. Uh, what they do is they basically run the pay-per-view on YouTube uh, you know, three or four matches at a time or partial matches for like two or three weeks. Um, they're doing the next tapings November 18th. So Sam Wynn, part of night one, only up to 14,000 as of uh, Thursday afternoon for, after running about 48 hours. So basically free parts of a pay-per-view. So for only 14,000 people took advantage of the free. So you can imagine how few people bought it. MLW from three weeks ago to now has built its way up to 22,000. From two weeks ago up to present, has built its way up to 35,000. And from one week ago, 33,000. Now, the new MLW dropped tonight, Thursday, the second. So I, I'm, I'm not – some nights I've told you what it did in the first couple of hours. I didn't do that. This is a week ago, 33,000. So there we have it. Those, those are the ratings and all the news and notes that I have that are fit to print. I will just add that the whole – the one – Shoot turned into a working AEW, which was Ortiz versus Santana. Mm -hmm. They had one match on Rampage, and then this week on Rampage, it wasn't even mentioned again. So as near as I can tell, that feud is over. Um, it seemed like Sandre Dutt was trying to recruit Ortiz. I have a feeling Santana is out the door. Cool. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I did not see Rampage, and I was even saying, why was that on Rampage? But right. there's the notes. I mean, that should have been a blood feud that, that they that they built that should have been on Dynamite. Or even Collision. Or even the pay-per-view. The blow should be on the pay-per-view. They've got 17 pay-per-views coming up. Um, and they uh, already put 12 matches on anyway. Yeah. What's 13 going to do? It's just it's sort of an epitome of the way they've sort of almost always treated LAX, proud and powerful, whatever, sort of like bottom of the barrel. There, it's almost like they're afterthoughts. And and you know, as a team, they certainly shouldn't have been. And as as singles, I don't really think there's much for Ortiz. He's really small, but Santana, I think that, that, that if things go right for him, he could have a really good future in wrestling. All right, sounds fantastic. All right, well. I guess if you want to follow me, you can find me at IcarusFellMD on X. And if you X me, I'll send you an exagram back. And if you X follow me, I'll X follow you back. Um, <laughs> unless you're my ex-wife. Um, and uh, That's why it's called X. Yeah, that's right. We also have at Hammerlock HO. If you want to follow Stevie's at Big Daddy Cool. Uh, also, if you want to email us, it's hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. And Hammerlock Hangover has a Facebook page. Send all your questions to Steve, and he will funnel through them. I didn't look at them. You won't. 
Um, but 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 Steve will read them in between pretending he's Sonny calling us from jail. Um, Ron, where can they find you? Oh man! So beside the Hammerlock Hangover uh, every other week, I have my own podcast. It's called the Big Pop Theory Podcast. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitter. It's your own, but it's we. Who's who's we? If it's your own. Oh, it's it's my it's. I have a co-host. Her name is Shay Sawyer. So we thank you for that correction, Mister Feeney. Um, Mister Feeney is cool. But uh, yes, we have a podcast. Uh, we record on a Sunday. We usually set it out on Monday. We're on Apple, Spotify, Podcaster, and Google Podcasts. Um, and we have a YouTube. They usually her and and Cat we trust. They do the NXT review show, and um, it's a nice collab between uh, Big Pop and then Cat we trust is on YouTube. And we have a Gmail too. Uh, it's it's uh, if you have any questions, yes, it's at the Big Pop Theory Podcast at gmail.com. Man, I try to be professional with these things. Yes, right. and I'm usually on Unpopular View Tuesdays. I do NXT. Uh, um, tonight is Thursday, so we're gonna do low key. I saw that you was <laughs> you said you're gonna do you're gonna binge low key, but you're totally like, what is going on here? And I I agree. It's I watch it. I love Marvel, but I don't know what's going on. I'm not. I won't even lie. Um, I haven't and, watched an episode of season two, and and yeah, I plan to watch them like over the course of like I'll probably start like this week or next week. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah, you're usually you're quite the critic when it comes to movies because you break down. All I gotta do is see colors, and I'm happy. Um, and that sounded like I was in the '70s, and so that came off really bad. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're talking about the movie with Robert Duvall and Sean Penn with the with the uh, song by Ice T when he was still a singer, Ricochet. <laughs> There we go. And Ricochet, there we go. Uh, we're reviewing Loki, and Invincible is coming back, so we'll be reviewing Season 2, Episode 1 on Friday. Um, I'm not sure when this drops, but it probably will already be out. So I'm kind of busy in the podcast world. You are? You're a big shot. You're, you're, you're rivaling me? Uh, you, I am. No, you, you're the big deal. You got... Uh, Garden of Doom, and then there's another garden. Like, you have quite a few gardens. Yeah, yeah Garden Views. I, I took it off hiatus. I, I have... Uh, Three more garden views already um, recorded, but and, and a few more book. But I, I truly, I'm, I'm going to try to make garden views more like twice a month, once a month, back when it was originally supposed to be not all the time, not every week. But Garden of the Doom, full, full tilt ahead. I'm, I have dates booked into late spring. I think I even have a, a few until into next summer and, and fall even. Um, but yeah, Garden of Doom, you can check me out there. But I mean, listen, we're both on Hammerlock Hangover, so that's a push. I have Garden Doom and Garden Views, which I guess count as two, but they're on the same feed. You can't get Garden Views independently. You can only get it off of Garden of Doom, which is probably a mistake on my part. I don't, I don't even know if it is or if it isn't. Um, but yeah, I'm not on the PWC anymore, so it's not like I'm doing those three to seven extra shows a week. So no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a big shot. I'm not I, a I was, fan. I was there for three episodes. <laughs> that, that, that's right. It's all your fault. Um, it is. It, uh, yeah, it is. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, you're the catalyst. Everyone was jealous about your beard, and no one ever since then, like all the ugliness came out. That Start is sad. Dishes, and, that, and, it, and it's really impressive because, like, we had to throw dishes like to the outside of the world in, in Australia. I had to throw them from Winnipeg and those headwinds I was facing. I mean, it's easy. Yeah, to I felt so bad. I saw you working with these guys. I was like, just tag me and Jeff in. We're, we, we'll be able to hold it on. And, you know, I told Steve this, and I'll say it on here, I was very uh, honored when you guys thought I would be a perfect fit for the show because you guys, I mean, I've listened to you guys a lot um, when I'm at work and stuff, and I listen, and I fall out laughing when you guys go uh, 
<laughs> y'all just go off and to think that I would be a great fit for this show, I I am honored and I appreciate that. Uh, what's this episode three with me four? So I'm kind of getting the getting the groove of things here. All right, feel the groove, y'all. And by the way, stable, my friends. I don't have a cool catchphrase, so uh, bye. <laughs>